everyone, it's Sonia. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I just wanted to give all of you a heads up. We had some issues with the microphones this week. In particular, mine uh, did not decide to work for this. Thankfully, I am loud enough that Mike's microphone picked me up. Uh, I tried to mess with it a little bit in post, but there was only so much I could do due to the program we used to record. All that to say, it does not sound up to the quality that we like to try to provide. And please try to bear with us. If this is your first episode, know that we are normally at least somewhat better than this. And if this is a returning episode for you, uh, I guess you know that we could do better. Uh, But anyway, I apologize for the way it sounds and I will do my best to make it sound better from here on out. So no hard feelings if you can't stick around. Anyway, enjoy what you can. Bye. Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television, recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. Everybody, it's finale time. Finally made it. We finally made it. Uh, again, as with last season, if you notice that we skipped over a number, it's because we skipped over the clip show. We're still debating on how we're going to tackle these clip shows because apparently they're pretty good. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Anyway, more importantly, I'm back to hating Flave this week. Last week, I had a little break. I am... Did you? I did, because remember... <laughs> never seems like you ever have a break from well, hating I, him. I, I was less mad at him last week, because he was get his kids around. It was, you know... That's right, he had one wholesome moment. Right, exactly. So... This week, he's back to being trash. Uh, possibly some of the worst he's ever been. I know I say that every week, but who boy. Problematic. Just buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> uh, as always, rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't suck. Five stars. Yes, ideally five stars. Uh, I'm not tell you to live your life except in like most other ways, I guess. So, uh, But anyway, you can watch along with us, as per usual, on Hulu or Tubi TV for free if you like cursing, but don't like subtitles. Most importantly, though, yes, very important. We have a very special guest joining us, friend of mine from high school, and movies editor for Cinema Blend. We've got Corey joining us. Hi, Corey. Hey, Corey. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh my yes. gosh. Well, you specifically requested this episode because uh, New York is in in rare form. This is it rare though? It's not rare. No. Yeah, she is something else. Like, every single thing that comes out of her line is lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when she, I mean, she does kind of, like, repeat herself a lot, but when she's not, she's saying some iconic shit. She's got a couple iconic lines of the week this week. Yeah, I jotted down just like, like, there's lines that I didn't even remember that are so lovely. (laughs) (laughs) There are a couple good ones. Uh, That's true. And then some iconic, like, gestures. Well, the thing she does at the end to flame is pretty. I completely forgot about it. And then when I saw that, it, one, that's a gesture. I don't know what to call it. It's <laughs> I don't know. We'll get to it. Uh, so anyway, what was it like uh, watching that? I was like a trip through memory lane for me. I mean, 
when we were was, we were in high school <laughs> when the show was on and it was like prime television um like i remember walking around the track with my friend and like oh can you believe so and so said something oh yeah i think hoops is really there for flav <laughs> more, more like you know like saying those stupid like i was really invested so uh yeah. it was really fun to go back it was just like really i the whole hour for me was just appreciating what amazing television new york is and what a star she is just this just proved i think this last episode just proved how great of television she was like i think if the producers went into this set bringing her back with any doubts about her potentially being a franchise of her own in the future they had all of that resolved this week i mean for more than one reason i guess it was the final test. Well, that and her mom. We heard her mom. Oh, God. Like, I was going to say, can we please not bring her up? But we kind of have, have to. Sister Patterson? How could you not bring her up? <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, like, I'm in a scenario where I'm like, I don't really think she's in the wrong. She really no. wants her daughter to come back. And I would, too. Yeah, he's horrible. I mean, like, Flava Flav is, like, the worst person you would ever want to be, <laughs> like, there for your person. Right, like that is the worst case scenario. <laughs> you have a daughter. For a variety of reasons. <laughs> so on that note, I guess, Mike, uh, if you want to get us started. Ready to jump in. So we have our finale episode, season two, episode 11, which we remind you, we did skip episode 10. Uh, and this episode is titled Flav Believes in Love. He believes in life after love. Share after does. love, after love. <laughs> we pick back up where we left off. Yes. It is elimination night. Uh, Crazy has just left us and her braided family. Slave uh, wishes uh, the two remaining ladies delicious and New York. Congratulations. Obviously, he's a little bit more sincere in wishing delicious congratulations than he is about New York. He says he's ready to say goodbye to Crazy and all the parents, but was especially excited to get rid of Miss Michelle, aka Sister Patterson. I hate that switch. He does this weird, like, thing in this moment, too, where he, like, laughs and does this uppercut motion and then calls her a test tube baby. <laughs> what does that even mean? I, I just, I don't get how that's, like, supposed to be an insult. Maybe it's, like, a baby boomer thing. That I'm well, so, yeah, it could be a thing from where he grew up or something. Plus, he's really, he's older, so... Like, I was like, oh, it's probably a Gen X thing. And I'm like, oh, no, wait. Based on when he was born, I think he is considered a baby born. He's 59. Yeah. Oh, yikes. I mean, he looked like 59 then. He's grizzled. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> he turned 60. Either turned 60 already this year. I always forget when his birthday is. But he turned 60, I think, at some point this year. Good Lord. So, and still probably up to the same bullshit. So the ladies are obviously very excited. Uh, he wants them to pack their bags for Belize, as he keeps calling it. Belize. B-A-L-I-S-E. <laughs> Belize. Like Belizebo? Basically. So He's trying. They're leaving first thing in the morning, and the ladies are so excited. Um, he also keeps calling it Placentia. He sure does. Like Placenta. Not <laughs> Placencia. <laughs> with the C. So Sister Patterson and Alex, New York's dad, are, there's a cut kind of with them walking out of the house and she's kind of dragging her feet. 
York has a new wig in this scene. I don't remember her having it last episode, but this is very, I don't know, it just was very bright. The wig was very bright to me. And she says, you know, I definitely made the right decision. I love my mother, but I'm going to stay with Glaive. <sighs> now, again, for anybody, if this is the first episode you're joining us on, I just want to remind you that New York is 23? She might be four at this time. She might be Either way, 23, 24. <laughs> so come on. So is it the right decision? But how much of this is also like, I want to win. <laughs> like yeah, for me I- as a competitive person, I, even if I didn't like this dude, I want to be on TV for the most amount of time. <laughs> That's I, so I'm torn because as like we were talking about it in the car a little this morning, Mike and I, and that we were like, I feel like there's no possible way she could be sincere but also she's doing a lot that kind of seems above her acting ability. So I'm kind of, some of it could be purely competition. Like I want to win. I want to have access to these things, you know, type of scenario, but but I I can't really read her. Yeah. Being Being the character she is, it seems, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that was one of my observations this episode was how much I felt like she was putting on stuff and being like just like really funny and trying to be as iconic as possible. I noticed that more on this viewing than when I was in high school. Yeah, and compared to season one, it's a little more like, all right, we understand what you're doing now. I mean, and obviously, you know, looking in hindsight because you know we know what happens with her eventually getting her show, which yeah. It's like, all right, now that's we were talking about earlier. I believe she may have known she's already getting the new show, and Flav probably does too. So it turns into a whole not conspiracy thing, but kind of. Yeah. Not just any human in general, <laughs> ever. But, yeah. Like, that is like my biggest thing where it's like, I can't imagine being. I mean, we don't know if he did, though. They are making out at the very least. That's far. I mean, in interviews, it doesn't seem like she admitted it. Plus, when we hear the delicious interview, it seems kind of like he's obsessed with her, and he's not going to sleep with her, but he'll sleep with New York. I think that I don't know. Well, that's the whole thing. So, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Slave was seeing somebody who later went on to be the mother of his youngest child in between season two and season. Delicious claims that the reason why their relationship didn't work out is that he was more invested in that relationship with this woman than he was with any relationship building with her. Yes. As we pointed out in episode six with Sarah, he was going home to this woman allegedly every night, like leaving the house to go back home. So, I don't know. It kind of like pulls the rug out from everything. Like you like enjoy watching the show, and then once you're like, yeah, he's leaving every single night. It's all stage. It's kind of bullshit. It's like, ah, like I mean, we knew that let me suspend my disbelief. Damn it! I mean, we knew that this wasn't exactly. No. It's like wrestling. You know, it's all it's all a work, but nothing you can do about it. New York and Delicious dancing in the foyer is kind of cross cut with Sister Patterson pacing outside and then ultimately walking in. I thought they cut, they set it up last week where she's screaming Tiffany and walking around the house, I assume, to like drag her out by the hair. But in actuality, she goes straight up the stairs and goes to Flav's room. So 
she knocks on the door and Flav opens it like, uh, what is happening? And she's sitting. For some reason, there is a director's chair sitting outside <laughs> of his room. And she's just tapping on it. And she's like, hi, you know, me. Tiffany's going home with me tonight. And he goes, if that's what she wants to do, I have no problem with that. And basically Kanye shrugs. Yeah. Like, and she goes, He doesn't well care. Said. Exactly. She goes, well said, because she's like not even gauging the situation at all. And she's like, well said and storms off. But then this is like such a weird thing where you can tell that he's only really like showing interest in New York out of purely out of spite to fuck with her mother, like to troll her mother, because he's yelling after Sister Patterson, good luck if you could get her to do it. Like, we know you don't like her, so why do you, why are you? Because Flav's always in control. (laughs) He's the man of the house, as we will soon learn over and over again. (laughs) It's like when a CD scratches and keeps skipping. <laughs> During that whole that let well we'll get to it, but one scene in particular, I was actually yelling. Like just I was horrified. So she calls out for New York and New York's like, huh? As if this is like a normal everyday exchange in their home and not the fact that she thought her mother left and her mother is now clearly trying mm-hmm. to, you know, get out. So Sister Patterson finds New York in the bathroom because that's where she spends all of her time. But New York is topless. Yeah, this was weird. So I was, what was so bizarre to me is that it wasn't so much that like her mom walked in on her topless and she was freaking out. Mom, my tits are out. She was willing to have an argument with her mom while topless. Like that was some like. Is it like women's locker room kind of stuff? No. I don't know. We don't have arguments topless with each other. Like it doesn't, like, I don't know. That's not something you do. It's a very vulnerable position, I think, is the point. Well, you see her go to cover up at a point. You wouldn't have an argument without pants on. True. That would be weird. It's not exactly the same, but it's similar. (laughs) She ultimately kicks the cameras out because she has to get ready to go. Not because she's topless or because she wants to have a private discussion with her mother. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, uh, New York is basically saying in her talking head that her mother doesn't really have the control over her and that she wants to stay and it's her man and blah blah blah. So Sister Patterson's like, obviously, since she's not getting her way, she goes back to Flav's room, knocks on the door. He's now more relaxed for the night. His braids are like half out, and he goes, "Yes, ma'am." And Sister Patterson goes, "It's me." Like he can see you. <laughs> she goes, "It's me," and he goes, "Hello, me." That was pretty funny. I know. Like, dad joke flame. He's one of his only redeeming moments. <laughs> yeah, this argument is just so good. <laughs> it's so cringy. It's so cringy, though. Because Sister Patterson's like, listen, she chose to go with you. And Flav says again, it's not my fault. It's up to her. It's her choice. And Sister Patterson says, kind of resigns now to the fact that New York is not coming. She goes, look, I can't make her go. She can have fun. I can't stop her or whatever. And she goes, but don't you put your filthy hands on her in any kind of way. And goes, and you better not ask her to marry you. Flame loses his shit laughing. And, <laughs> like, and she's completely oblivious to this, which is kind of wholesome in its own way. Like, she's like, 
well, obviously, if she's feeling this way about you, you must be feeling something to this degree for her. Yes. And he literally just goes, hell no, lady. It's like, okay, like, everybody in this scenario is missing that Blaine is not interested in the art mm-hmm. at all. And it's kind of sad. So then he remembers, he seems to remember that he has to pretend to be interested. So he goes, if I ever fell in love with her and she wanted to marry me, she'll do it. She's my property. Well, then basically it's a back and forth. Like, she won't, she will. So basically it's a battle of, it's a battle of who owns New York at this point. Yeah. Also, Sister Patterson says, I guarantee you she won't. Exactly. Do you guys watch Shit's Creek? Because she sounds like Moira Rose. <laughs> she goes, I guarantee she won't. I like just died. That's, I think, going to be my new frame of looking at her from here on out. It's just as like the black Moira Rose. My God. <laughs> the black Christian Moira Rose. Blade starts saying, You thought I was joking. Your daughter's with me, G. And starts laughing. And New York kind of comes out of the room at this point and is like, like gyrating? This, yes. Sure this was oh, so God. weird. And then she dropped it low. Oh, is that God, the right term? gave me a lot of surviving on Kelly I don't give a fuck at this point. The fact that he's like, she's mine. She's not leaving unless I say that she's leaving. <laughs> but also, like, she wants to be here. It's her choice, quote unquote. All very dark, very sinister not here for it whatsoever sister patterson is literally trying to break her from her spell she's literally yelling her like cut it out what is your problem and New York's like i love him so flake also starts dancing and sister patterson realizing that she has lost uh storms down the stairs and tells flake basically like don't speak to me Blade then does a little bit of foreshadowing and says that if he ever sees her acting like her mom, he's gonna put her on he's gonna put her on the side, put her on the back burner, and run off with delicious. Ooh. I mean, spoiler alert, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> so New York yells down the stairs to her mother that she loves her. Sister Patterson does a quick talking head and says, uh, I'm discouraged that New York chose Blade over me. Uh she, uh, she doesn't want to leave and now there's egg on my face right she's doing a lot or something but she, she knows how it's gonna go I feel like yes of course so then Flav of course is reveling in this and calls down the stairs I told you she wasn't gonna go with you what fucking trash she is just fucking I hate her so much but she gets it back because she leaves the door open which I think is like an extra passive aggressive move <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then Big Rick's going to be the one that has to close the door. Which we do not see enough Big Rick. We only get him once. I even highlighted it because I was like, oh, nice Big Rick uh, shout out. Maybe he had a conflict. Yeah. Well, I'm also hoping that he got his own villa and just got to enjoy the vacation and just was living his best life. They better have hooked him up. If he doesn't get anything out of that, he's just kind of like, all right, here's the limo. See you guys later. And then he gets stuck there while they get to go on this nice vacation. Meanwhile, he's been busting his ass. Come on. Yeah, breaking up fights. (laughs) Just dealing with everything. Let the man go get a massage and relax. Exactly. I hope he's living his best life during that time. So it is travel time. The ladies are waiting downstairs. Dressed super uncomfortable for a flight, especially given that the flight from from I looked it up. You would always point that out too. LAX, even though they're 
Uh, a flight from LAX or Los Angeles area to Belize is nine and a half hours or about. So that Ooh. is a, a long flight. So a private jet would be fucking nice for that, though. Lay out, drink. Yeah. If you're not doing first class, actually, you could do. Uh, it's not business class. What's the other one? It'd be like economy plus or whatever, where they give you a little more leg room and shit. You need it. I feel like you need to lay all the way down. Like you're trapped on that plane for nine and a half hours. Like you need the space. That is tough. It's also nine and a half hours plus an additional 20 to 25 minutes from flying from wherever the main Belize airport is yeah. to uh, Placencia. Holy Placencia. shit. I think it's Placentia. Thank you very Placentia. much. Placentia. <laughs> My <laughs> mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a great drag name. Welcome to stage, Placentia. <laughs> so, uh, so all of a sudden at the airport, they land. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Before they, when they land at the first airport, there are a bunch of employees that producers clearly put on the tarback. They just scrounged up. It reminded me of like when you go to a restaurant and it's like whoever they can get to sing happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> Like you don't think maybe they knew them a little bit? I mean, he might, they might know Flavor Flav. Yeah, but like, I don't think it was like I just laughed because Delicious is like, oh, we get to the Belize because she also they all say Belize, by the way. So we get to the Belize airport and it's pandemonium. It says it's like thirty people at most. Yeah, all of which work there. <laughs> all of which work there. This isn't like you know the Beatles landing, you know, in New York City. This is nothing of the sort. It's just some random employees that they got together to be like, flavor, flavor. Because they're not even yelling his taglines at him normally, like the way when they're walking around LA for, you know, a date or a scene that they're filming and people see flavor, flavor and they're yelling flavor, flavor at him. None of that is happening. People are just like, oh, it's flavor, flavor at New York. And I don't know. Yeah, New so. York is a huge star in Belize. <laughs> She's very popular. I do think that because I thought she was just being like egotistical when she was like, oh, they were also screaming New York. And then they cut to it and a couple of people said it. I was like, son of a bitch. She just calls it out, too. That I was like, huh, I don't know how they know New York. But I mean, maybe Flavor of Love season one was airing in Belize. Imagine it's like the most popular show that's ever been on TV in Belize. So Flav is also yelling at this point, peace in Belize, which I'm like, do you think that this is the Middle East? Is there conflict in Belize that we're not aware of? Like, <laughs> what are you calling for peace? Like, what is the deal? I also love that Delicious is like, he is so surprised that people are talking about New York that she's like, yeah, they have a connection. One, even the public realizes, like, there's some famed celebrity. Romance. Oh my god, like, she's like very well spoken during her like talking head interviews. I noticed, like, she. Like, it was way more well-spoken than I remember anyone on the show being able to, like, self-narrate. Right. Well, she, as she, she told us a couple episodes ago that she was an English major and that she is the oldest of the crowd at a solid 28. So she's lived a little bit more of her life <laughs> than a lot of these ladies. I mean, granted, I feel like I was at least a little bit more mature at 28 than I was at 23. It's a big difference. I know. I still can't get over the boots. It's never gonna sit right. I think someone's trying to set me up. <laughs> That's I forgot. That's charm. I because I looked this up. And I was like waiting for that to be the season, and then I realized that line is uh, charm school. 
Oh yeah. Mike uh, hasn't watched any Charm School. No. Charm School is the peak of the flavor because you, there's no flavor. It's just the girls and Oscar winner Monique. It's the best show ever. And I'm excited that they mix like personalities from all different seasons. Yes. That's the so best like, part. It's, it, right. Because we've got, yeah, they're all over the map, including uh, problematic icon, Safari. Oh, uh, so good. <laughs> she like strips her. I will never get over the fact that she strips her name from her. She's like, oh, that name represents something ugly. What yeah. is your real name? That name is a joke, sister. What's your real name? <laughs> Safari. Still Safari. <laughs> Um, so Flav tells us that his uh, so they then fly to Placentia Placentia and Placentia (laughs) Placentia Uh, Flav tells us his friends at the Belize Board of Tourism because you know who doesn't have a friend on the tourism board of course he knows everyone set them up with first class villas now I have to say that I try to, as always, look up uh, the reviews of where they're staying. This one has far and away the best reviews. Basically, nothing. It looks below, gorgeous. Nothing below, um, like nine and a half stars. Like the lowest rating I saw was a nine point six out of ten. Out of how many reviews? Fifty-eight reviews. But on uh, it's still a good amount. Advisor, it's five stars with almost a thousand. Holy shit! So if you're ever in Belize, uh, Chaville Mar. I forgot how to pronounce it. Bill Moore? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's his cousin. Bill Moore? I forgot how to pronounce it. I've been... Sorry, everybody on a half. So, in, I'm sure that they get this good review, these good reviews because of their incredible customer service. Not only are they provided with tropical drinks upon their arrival in these gorgeous coconuts, they give Blaze a hand-carved cane. Yeah, this is awesome. It looks a lot like Jafar's staff, though, so I was, like, a little freaked out. But yeah, it was I'm also up. that, like, ga- big Gandalf energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he is, uh, well, he's actually more of an elf himself. I was going to say, I don't know if they're not Lord of the Rings, but... No, there's elves. That was Orlando Bloom. Elves. I know that there are elves, but I don't know anything about Gandalf, so... I'm oh. I don't know, Blaze is a goblin, that's all I know. He's got magical energy, it's all held in this cloth. He steals people's souls. He's like Gollum, but instead of looking for the ring, he just looks for the perfect clock. Exactly. <laughs> My precious. So, Slave lets the ladies know that he wants to make the final decision in Belize, thank God, because otherwise they'd have to fly nine and a half yeah, hours, right. hours back to make the decision, like he did last time. As we know, it's last time uh, the decision. Well, the final dates were made in Mexico, but the decision was made at the house. So, mm-hmm. he did it off a little little more budget yes he points at the villa where they'll be staying and tells delicious that he'll see her in half an hour but he'll see new york tomorrow obviously new york does not like (laughs) to not be on the date it's like a record scratch so she loses her mind and he looks at her and like she really she's like not doing the worst job at keeping it together but it's obvious that she's not thrilled about it Mm -hmm. she's plucked Right. So <laughs> turns to her and goes, see, look, you're already upset. You know how, like, you of all people should know how this goes, which I'm kind of with him, but at the same time, it's like, all right, just fucking stop wasting everybody's time. He did it as a test. Was delicious and just save us all. Yeah. Just send her home now. No vacation. Right. Well, nothing seems to, well, we'll get to it. Nothing that's seems to go smooth, the but. Limo at the very, I mean, uh, the, 
So yeah, let me be a room across from someone who just dumped me for someone else. Are you kidding me? It's like what what's a uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yes. Where he gets to the room like right next to him, wherever the hell it is, or he's walking by. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he has the he has the room right next to them. It's yeah, they share they share a wall because they have like sex fight. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, Lave is uh, coming back, uh, I guess got changed, walks back up to the ladies' villa in a Hawaiian shirt. Delicious is in full 2000s glory, applying her juicy tube lip gloss, and New York is, of course, stressing the fuck out. Always. Delicious says, as problematic as this is, that New York is swinging her nappy-ass weave all over the place. So she's irritated, and I'm loving every second of it. Delicious. I don't think I think that she just had like airplane head. It was just from the sea. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get up from the airplane. Her wig was fine. <laughs> yeah, looked, I mean, like we've established that her wig, her her extensions, whatever she's got going on this season, not the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just you know, but I would be nappy is like a strong. I don't know. So New York is obviously freaking out, and he's she's like he's here. He came in and got her right in front of me basically Flav like isn't really doing anything to help the situation because he's making out with delicious like right on the porch and New York is like making a point to go out of her way to watch them I think I want to make this our first of several iconic lines of the week what she said okay because it just cracks me up so first of several from New York only is this is fucking bullshit Excuse my language. No, fuck it. Don't excuse it. This is bullshit. <laughs> like, if that's not a mood, I don't know what is. I wrote that down as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also, it's this thing that she does this whole, she does it like three times throughout this episode where she says something, says, and then says the opposite directly afterward. This is yes. like an ongoing theme. Yeah, she contradicts herself quite a bit. Yeah. So I am not sure... <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not sure what to do with all of what she's doing. (laughs) New York is watching them from the window. She's, like, going out of her way to, like, stand on the edge of the seat and, like, crane her neck to watch them. I don't know why she... She, like, stands on the bed at one point. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, and her her thong is just fully out. Yeah, no, she was (laughs) determined to show show us that she can wear as little clothing as humanly possible. Same to her mom. Hey, mom, here are my boobs. I mean, she's so skinny. This, I like uh, that took me back to just how thin she was in season two. Cause that's, uh, this is like not how her body is made up, uh, you know? No, she's clearly stressed not eating. Or, well, cause there's that scene in, the, in season one where her, where she does gain weight during the course of season yeah. one, but like, I, and it looked fine. She looked perfect. She, you know, she looked honestly better than she does super skinny, which is clear, like you said, that it's her natural, closer to her natural body type. Right. Um, and she looks fantastic now. Just, I think she looks better than ever in several ways. So basically, Flav brings Delicious to their date. It's like a very, really nice setup. It's. It reminds you of the other date they had. I, I wrote. It did remind me of yes. the date they had where he brought her on the camel to. Yes. I just wrote a little tent thingy. Two massage tables. Lay's telling us about, uh, you know, what's there, you know, that he's got massage tables, a tent, and he's like, and he has the most, the world's most bootiest woman in the world. Mm-hmm. 
Verbatim. <laughs> world's bootiest woman in the world. As he's grabbing it. As he's, well, oh, God. So it, they kind of keep cutting back to New York, losing her shit in the villa. She tells us she's a lover and a fighter. She's going to fight for this. Uh, if Blade wasn't worth it, she wouldn't be here. So back to the date. Delicious is straddling Flav on this bed set up they have in front of everything and unfortunately in front of the two massage therapists. It was funny how they walked up like that. Hello. And they're just still making out. You guys ready? 20 minutes later. Yeah. So finally they notice that they're there and get their couple's massage. I love that Flav I I don't want to give him too much credit in this episode because he's fucking trash. But he does kind of make a couple jokes about his body type. He and I have to say too that he did call the massage therapist by name. I think I think it's Viv, which I appreciated that you know humanizing. Shout out Viv. Well, assuming your name is Viv, but humanizing her when he didn't necessarily have to. He could have been like a rich asshole, but he made sure to get these women. Yeah, I know she she's a woman because she's not an object he wants to fuck. So huh. she gets human. She gets human traits. Congratulations. Yeah, it's like he put them at ease after like just fully like having a like a finger inside of Delicious two seconds ago while they had to watch. Like he tries to make, he tries to make it as comfortable as possible. I what are they doing with them? Any of those visuals? <laughs> I know. New York again. We're cutting back and forth between their date and Delicious uh, and New York back at the hotel, at the hotel at the villa, saying, you know. Maybe coming back, not necessarily that coming back was a mistake, but sort of like, what was I thinking? You know, there's a chance that he could easily send me home and this is really uncomfortable. After, I guess, several hours of a massage, I don't know. Who knows? The sun went down. There's no, the concept of time is so relative in this universe. He tells the massage therapist that he's ready to take this beautiful young lady out to eat. This fine dining something, something like that. Can't wait to dine this beautiful young lady. Oh, like, that's she's really a grown-ass woman with a kid. I mean, but also in comparison to him, she is a young lady. Like, yeah, it's like just under uh, half his age, so that's pretty. And again, we're not trying to kink shame any, you know, age differences in relationships. We're just trying to say that their dynamic is disgusting, especially because he is a control freak, as we establish at length later on. They go to dinner. He is in an all red pimp suit, including I think down to the hat and stuff are all red too. Head to toe. A lot. Delicious is in a very 2003 gown, sparkly bodice. I have to say though that this is like a gorgeous setup. Like the weather looked perfect. Yeah, everything really turned out nice. It's really nice. So I did oh, have um, an issue with one thing at their dinner, which is it looked like they were drinking out of plastic cups. <laughs> they're like signature cocktails they had glassware with wine and then they had like a plastic cup and i was like come on oh, it's interesting too because i was at first i was like oh maybe it's because they're by the pool and they have like a strict no glass by the pool policy but it maybe i don't know maybe they have like plastic like more solid plastic glasses for the wine it has yes it has to be something unless Flav just really loves the red cup look it's also interesting that you compare his body language, if you like put a pin in this, where you pay attention to his body language in terms of his talk 
his time spent with Delicious versus his time spent with New York, he is two different people. He is so relaxed. You can tell that he's like, he's making eye contact, really engaged with her. Actually enjoying himself. Right. Not looking like he's being called at gunpoint. She comes right out the gate and asks, she asks him how he's feeling about her. It's weird because he then repeats the question back to her, which is kind of sketchy. Oh, how am I feeling about Delicious? Like, he does that a couple times during the course of this episode where he repeats the question back. Like, do you need a second to think about it? Or, I don't know. Or is he, like, really... Has he been programmed by the reality TV thing where the producer asks him a question, he has to repeat it back before he answers? He probably just can't shut it off. That's a very good point. He's he's just not smart enough enough to turn that knob off when he's having an interpersonal conversation. Right. I don't know, like, talking to a girl he's actively trying to date. Right. So when he when asked what he likes about her, he talks predominantly about her body and that's pretty the way funny. She physically feel like he said the way you feel. Well, he starts out nice, kind of. Well, then he says you're not ugly, and she goes, "Uh, thank you." <laughs> and he doesn't even like that. Doesn't even register to him that he's basically like not calling her pretty either. Where it's, not it's like, his version of a compliment. <laughs> To confuse her as well. I think that, like, because I've noticed he doesn't, he's not as, he doesn't press the issue as much with Delicious about if he's, like, concerned if she's, like, because, you know, he'll do, like, crazy or boots or, you know, some of these other women where he'll be like, oh, what are you doing with a guy like me? Because he recognizes what he looks like. But he doesn't really do that with Delicious. Mm. I think that he, because she, I guess, doesn't necessarily be as many contract, um, got conventional attractability standards you know she's got some scars and you know she's a little bit older which is insane to say about a 28 year old what the fuck but you know i think that he sees her as a little bit more attainable but is like so physically attracted to her because her butt is out of control we watched a video the other day like of her recently and like still her body is unbelievable her face is completely different, as we established. Yes. I wonder if she had any work done on her butt. Not back then, but no, maybe I now. Know. I think. That, I mean, I don't think so, but it's possible. I it's all about those squats. Me too, right? Squats and the stepper, you'll be fine. So he says that he's feeling her body, her titties, and her ass. So if there were <laughs> any doubt about it, that it's not about her on a personal level. Yes. He just purely goes down the. He just city. didn't have to say that, and everything was fine. He basically calls her a butterface. So he says that he's loving her right now, and that's why she's here. But do you feel the same about me? Although I, that sounds like I contradicted what I just said. But I think that he's asking, like, are you actually interested in me? Because yes. find out that she's Because he's always so fucking self-conscious. Well, no, but he also has pressed, I guess she has pressed the issue a couple times that she's concerned about if he's only looking for a girlfriend for TV purposes. Yeah. Or if he's, you know, actually trying to find someone. So she says that this is, and this was fucking weird. So she's like, I did have an interest in you from watching on season one, which I wouldn't be as quick to admit, but it's just me and my strategy. She's got to say the right thing. And she says that the show did something really, really good for her, which is let her know that it is okay to look for love. Something like that. Yeah. So it's like, wow, she's really a keeper. Okay, fine. She just admitted to like, well, it only gets worse because she then says that she prayed that she could meet him, 
or be with him. Yes, went to church. Which he got a little wide-eyed at this part, and I was like, oh, is he, like, freaked out? But no, and it only gets worse because she said that she went to bed with his picture. And he's Sounds like, like some oh, witchcraft to me. Right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, wow, that's so sweet. It's like, no, you were manifested. So it is. Forced it into existence. Yeah. That's fucking uncomfortable. Well, what did New York do then? She just got like is like Helga Pataki with like the Arnold thing in the closet. She just gets home and she has like a mannequin with a gigantic clock on it. And he was like, wow, you went to bed with my flick? That's how you know he's fucking old. And he's like, like from the old head language. He's like, wow, you went to bed with my flick? And she's like, I can be funny sometimes. I'm just basically she was just like, I'm just so quirky. Like so some quirky thing that I do, like I just sleep with pictures of men that I want to date. Uh, you know. I could be funny. Right, I'm not like the other girls. She's not like most girls. So always, gonna it's going to happen. So that theme song him, always comes up. Delicious tells him that she has to ask him a question that's been on her mind. And she wants to clarify that he's making his decision uh, based on how he's actually feeling versus the effect like versus what producers are telling him to do he straight up says fuck the tv show which i feel like had to send a bunch of editors and producers into a tizzy like, mm-hmm. so he says he's looking for a girl who can kick it with baby girl and tells says that like and is clearly fed up with the idea of having to keep explaining it to her but i think like yes. concerns are valid no of course i mean i'm very surprised the producers kind of let her ask this I mean, or at least that they kept it in, but I guess that it, it ultimately comes up in the elimination ceremony. Yeah. That, that I think that's but they look at it too. It's like, oh, well, if, as long as he answers like that, everyone at home's going to think it's real. They really dragged this episode out. So normally it's about 40 minutes every yeah. episode. This one is just under an hour. And we're talking just under an hour. This is also the first time that we hear Delicious's daughter get brought up. Yes. Although we've, have we heard that she's had a kid in the past? I could have swore it came up. I mean, we've talked about it, yeah. We've talked about the fact that she has two kids. I thought that she had a second daughter by this point, but okay. she only references the one. Okay. So, so Delicia says she doesn't want to feel like, you know, she's wasted time away from her daughter and her family just for this to be bullshit. I mean, granted, it's two weeks, so, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Plus, you gotta turn to the leaves. Like, yeah, you pretty much had a... This is how you can tell we're not parents. I'm like, fuck your kid. It's a trip to Belize. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to go to Belize again? Come on. So, well, nowadays she probably can. I, well, now I know. Well, oh, Instagram know, photo shoot. See you. Yes. So she tells him she doesn't know what's in his head or in his heart, but she will trust him until he gives her a reason not to. He says that he doesn't. She doesn't need to question if his shit for her is real or not. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> He's like Shakespeare. <laughs> the most romantic shit I've ever heard. Like Nicholas Sparks is shaking. Uh, <laughs> he wants to stay connected to her and ultimately invites her back to his room for a nightcap. This is a very weird scene. Oh, this, this wasn't weird. This is hilarious. Her dress, and she can't, you know, because I guess the fabric got caught in the zipper. Ultimately, it results in him having to cut it open with a knife. Although, did you kind of get the feeling, the way his interview goes too, 
is that he thought she was trying to be like sexy for him where he's like oh she wants me to take her clothes off and he's like oh damn this thing really is stuck that was freaking hilarious uh sonia would you allow flavor Flav behind you with a knife at any point in your life i wouldn't allow flavor Flav that close to me period i wouldn't let him that close to me at all ever like, how much was he drinking before he grabbed the knife? That's a good point, because he immediately falls asleep, too. And as we see when he's with me, clearly, like, at least through the New York date, he's fucking wasted. Yeah. Like, he is in vacation mode, super drunk. So, Well, he's having a hard time deciding, so his way to, right, you know, way deal with it is drinking. So he finally cuts it over and she had kind of slipped a bathing suit cover on over this. Oh, she's not a bathing suit cover, like a bathing suit top. That's what it was. That was weird. I'm like, why are you changing into a bathing suit? Go to bed. Maybe it's the only extra thing she has and she didn't want to. She didn't want to be naked. I'd be like, you know this better than anybody. I'd be like, do you have a shirt I can borrow? Because I'm not sleeping in this. That's true. And his shirts are gigantic. Right. I know. This is the 2000s where all the, all the. Be so comfortable. Um, I to wear as baggy shit as humanly possible. Although I did laugh. So the next morning, uh, they wake up. Oh, because also he falls asleep immediately, as I mentioned. So the next morning they wake up and she talk. She calls out that he looks like he's wearing Victoria's Secret pajamas, <laughs> which they do look exactly like that, especially during that time. They're pink and blue, like kind of like Easter colors, more or less, is the best way to describe it. Uh, pink, blue, and yellow stripes. She calls Flav an affectionate wonder, and she slept with confidence that he. No, she goes. I slept with confidence that he could possibly be mine, and it's like nothing says confidence like saying possibly. Mm-hmm. But then also <laughs> woke up to the reality that New York is still there. That's why he looked depressed in the morning. Yeah, so he tells her uh, as she's leaving that he'll never hurt her. And he says that it's hard to watch her go because there's still a little passion burning in their hearts for each other. He does Mike's favorite thing, which is he wishes her good luck. Yep. As if he is not in control of the decision at all. Exactly. At random and tells her that he will see her tomorrow night at elimination. Fucking ridiculous. I hate that. So... Delicious walks, uh, does her walk of shame back to the villa, New York, <laughs> obviously sitting on the patio, angrily smoking. And Delicious kind of breezes by her, like, good morning, and just goes right inside. New York decides, I guess, because she's bored, that she just wants to troll Delicious as much as humanly possible, but, do- but goes about doing it in the weirdest way. So she's, New York says, Delicious is trying, is starting to creep and crawl under my skin. And she's like, my claws, it's... It's okay for them to come out now. So whatever the fuck. Yeah. So New York follows Delicious inside the villa and says, reminds us that she is the head bitch in charge and just decides to troll Delicious who clearly just wants to sleep. Well, this part was great though. Well, I'm dying. Well, so I know like Delicious is in bed with her sunglasses on, which does not look comfortable. Like if I'm trying to rest, I get that you don't really want the sun streaming in, but holy shit, give it a rest. So New York's like, oh, there's breakfast in patio. Like, come join me. But then she, but the, starts, she starts listing off everything that's being served in a very threatening manner. So she's like, bacon, eggs. Like, I yes. Poison? That's I wrote that she really said this in such a like James Bond villain way. Won't you have breakfast with me? 
There's no poison in these eggs or a secret laser gun in that bacon. Delicious goes, absolutely not. Like, you know, you're just trying to, you're basically just trying to fuck with me. Yeah. And Europe's like, no, like I would, I would never, like, I just want you to come down to breakfast. And Delicious is like, fine, fine. So they have a really beautiful breakfast set up. I really want to go to this place so bad. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> I did laugh though that Delicious, who's not typically very funny, goes, if you look at drama in the dictionary, you'd see New York's picture like, ah, and does like wide-eyed jazz hands. Yep. Delicious uh, changes very quickly and comes out while New York is waiting. Uh, New York goes, very nice. And Delicious is like, what the, like, what do you even mean? Like, I'm just trying to eat whatever. And New York's like, now, let's have a civilized breakfast, shall we? As if she's not the one trying to fuck everything up. Delicious is like, if it's going to be civilized, that's up to you. And New York's like, it is going to be civilized. Maybe. I don't know why mm-hmm. he's fully leaning into Dylan. Yeah. She has that's to do also, this. That's time number two that she does the flip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she brings up that she's a Capricorn, but I am not convinced she's not Team Gemini with me. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> do we know her actual birthday? Uh, I, I, I think that she's a January Capricorn, if I remember correctly, okay. but I forgot exactly when. Also, this is very interesting because Delicious is clearly just trying to move her hair out of her own way, you know, just brushing her hair to the side. And New York, at this very same moment, is like watching her do it. And every time Delicious flips her hair, New York flips her hair too. Oh, really? It's like a weird power move. I didn't even see that. Doing back and forth. So New York really thinks for some reason, not that Delicious is hungover and tired, but that New York is like really getting under her skin. She's like, so this brings us in. She's, you know, she's so proud of how she's screwing with Delicious. This brings in uh, one of my personal favorite iconic lines. Of yes, I hope it's what I think it is. I'm, I'm so excited. This is literally, I use this gif a lot too, which is. I am so powerful. My mind, oh, it amazes me sometimes. I should have an octane level. Stop do- I am unclear. What is it? This is going to sound dumb, but what is an octane level? I don't know what a level would be. But, like, if you think of, like, the term, like, high octane just means, like, powerful. Right. So, yeah. So, I guess a high level would be, like, a full tank. She's basically that she's very intense. But yes. I don't understand what that means in terms of, like, I thought you were going to choose the toast thingy. Wait. Or is that another no. one? So what she that is hilarious. I realize, so, I, I hear how you heard this, and I disagree. What? She's like, stop it, stop it, no, stop, stop it, stop what, toast? And it puts it in front of her? Oh, come on. It's an iconic moment, then. New York is like, what am I trying, I thought she was saying, what am I trying to stop, toast? Like, she's trying to No. She's like, stop what, toast? And then just, yeah, it shit was hilarious. New York's like trying to insist that she can be friendly and that she's trying, and Delicious is like, it was kind of interesting that Delicious really saw right through her, and she's like, "You don't have to do all this with me. Like, you can turn it off, more or less." Yeah. The of this conversation. Like a light switch. And New York is like, <laughs> "Why wouldn't I want to come with you? Like, I'm like I'm fighting with you. Like, we're against each other." Yeah. And Delicious says, "What is honestly a pretty profound line, especially for this show, which is, I'm not your enemy, I'm your opponent.'" Yeah. Which I was like, it's actually super deep. 
the more intellectual things that were said right. on the show. New York cannot compute uh, another woman that she is pitted against not being her literal enemy. <laughs> So Why don't you hate me? Like, um, but you are my enemy. Hello. Um, and then says in a talking head that she's thrilled to have Delicious there to take her anxiety, like her, you know, concerns out on. And Delicious says, "Well, at least you're being honest, like about, you know, I, I, basically Delicious is clearly the adult in this situation. As much as we all stand New York, Delicious is the adult and kind of sees through." Mm -hmm. A lot of this. I actually love Delicious's talking headline here too, where she says, "This is immature and stupid, and it's so damn early." <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having that's to deal with that every morning. Like, and she might be hungover. I, that's what I think too. <sighs> Has to be that you know she spent the whole night partying, which know? is why the sunglasses are on. That's what I thought. That she just wanted to like lay down, especially too, because I feel like you're not going to get a good night's sleep with somebody else in the bed with you, especially if he's probably trying to actively penetrate her. Well, we don't know if he's actually... He's just laying on her and grabbing her butt the whole time. Right. Like, just leave me alone. I'm trying to sleep. Really intense spooning. Right. It's, yes. <laughs> yeah. High-octane spooning. <laughs> so, New York says she can see right through Delicious and she doesn't, that she doesn't care about Blade and that she doesn't love him. That she's, uh, she's like, you want that stash. Referring, Which Blade has like a ton of money. They're like really, and it hasn't been an accusation once at her this entire season. I think New York is running out of things to say. Exactly. So it's easy to just be like, "Oh, you're not really here for this." And this was really interesting. Yes. This is like, so do you know anything about my daughter's father? And New York's like, "No, I don't." Like she's trying to be like snotty about it, and she's like, "He's got a lot of money." She's like, "He's got money over money over money." So what else is Flav going to give me that I can't already have? Now, I get that her intention was, you know, I money is not my concern. But it kind of comes across like she's just... You're going to try to get a kid out of him. Well, right, that you're trying to trap rich men with a child. Yeah. I mean, not that I think that's what she necessarily did with the first time. And I Googled him. I'm not totally sure that he's the right guy who went down. Basically, I found out that he's not a celebrity or anything like that. He just makes a lot of money. I get the I get the impression that they went to college together, but I'm not positive. But basically, just requires a much deeper Google her, search. You know that your that her feelings about the situation are way off because like money is the last thing on her mind. Yes. So. New York says that Delicious is clueless, and in peak 2000s, mid-2000s fashion, Delicious starts accusing her of basically being, like, a crackhead like Whitney Houston. Ugh. She makes way too much money to ever do crack. Crack is cheap. All right, crack is whack. Crack is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And also, New York mentions uh, Whitney at one point and looks up as if she's already passed. She did. She it was did so weird. Out, like New York was already I mean, dead. New York that Whitney was already dead. What year did Whitney pass away? Uh, two thousand and it was after I was out of college. I think so. It had to yeah, be, like I many think, years uh, later. Yeah, no, it was way after. Huh. So Being Bobby Brown had just been on. True. So that's what's interesting too is because so Being Bobby Brown aired um almost a year before this show aired almost exactly like a year of when this aired 
And actually, side note, there is a great podcast. Uh, Hollywood Crime Scene does a great two-parter on Bobby Brown. They talk a lot about being Bobby Brown era. Of, I mean, they're going to do a Whitney Houston episode eventually, they said, but uh, they talk a lot about Bobby and Whitney and their dynamic. They bring up a great point about being Bobby Brown, where it's like, I remember that time and being like, the reality stars, we saw like the stars who did reality TV at this point in time were all like has-beens, you know, surreal life people. Yeah. Like Whitney Houston, I feel like was the first time we saw like a big star on TV like that. I mean, she's like, she's of the like elite. literally straight up said that Bobby pulled a poop nugget out of her butt on that show. That's love. That's more than I ever, you know, need to be with somebody. <laughs> no, it's I would wouldn't make you ever do anything like that. So poop is stuck. So delicious is yelling at New York, saying New York's gonna turn him into Whitney and Bobby. New York is honored by the comparison, but by the time that this episode airs, uh, Bobby and Whitney had separated a month prior. So New York's like, I don't. She goes in this whole talking head that I feel like just timing wise like worked out so uncomfortably perfect that she's like whatever you know as I'm, i might be a, like a lunatic she starts using all this ableist language which is you know like i started like I'm, i don't care if you call me like a psychotic lunatic bitch from hell you know whitney has bobby and like you know he hasn't left her yet no. and they separated in two, september 2006 yeah. uh this episode aired in october of 2006 and they divorced in april of 2007 so not really the best omen. A hotel employee delivers the flavor gram. New York tells Delicious to do her, do me the honor of uh, greeting, so New York can dress properly yes. for my excursion. Always got to be ready. I know, but I mean, it's such a troll move to have Delicious read it, and the fact that Delicious even does it—it <laughs> it seems like she almost kind of smirks at times too when New York says shit. Well, because I feel like, how do you even take her seriously? He. He had a delicious time, Flav tells them in the Flavogram, but now he's in a New York state of mind. He tells New York to get bikini-fied, and he will swing by to get her in one hour. And, of course, New York is giggling like a schoolgirl school throughout because this is finally her turn. As New York is getting ready, uh, no, New York is going to get ready, and she storms by Delicious and goes, now I'll show you how to work the hell out of a date. And like literally just says it, like not even making eye contact, like such a classic bully move. Mm-hmm. Just what an icon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anytime she just like this, every time she talks in this episode, and specifically in this hotel room, it is lunacy, <laughs> but in the best way. Yeah. So, mind you, now as we mentioned, New York was told to get into a bathing suit. Flav arrives in an actual suit. Full-on pink suit. Like a full-on pink Easter Sunday. Looks like a stack of bubblicious. It's funny. A peep? Oh, that works too. I'm going to say bubblegum, but yeah. A slightly chocolate dipped So she greets him at the door and gives him this big hug and like he kind of keeps his arms open because he's like, you can tell he's like, well, I don't want to put down my staff. Like, so this is Handmade. You want to talk about New York lunacy. Those Oh, delicious! Like Flav's here, but he's here for me. <laughs> and like, as if delicious, delicious is hungover ass gives a fuck, you know? Like she's like, bitch, just let me sleep. So New York says to Delicious on her way out the door, "This is not. <laughs> this is an iconic line, but not like iconic line of the week worthy necessarily." Where she goes, 
I left my razor on the sink in case you wanted to, you know, shave your mustache while I'm gone. So she was she was thinking of that while she was getting her bag and was like, ooh, I can throw this line in. Or she's just had it planned no, since he was going to show she's up. Got these, she's got these, like... She always says things about her mustache, though. If she has some hairs, I guess, yeah. Jeez. Back to bed in her sunglasses and her earrings and is just basically, like, shaking her head at York's lunacy. This is where shit gets real dark, everybody. This is probably one of the most uncomfortable dates I've ever witnessed or been tangentially a part of. So, Flav and York are walking down the beach and... He tells her, you know, having her back around is kicking up feelings in him. He does this thing, like, now again, keep in mind how he talks about talks about and too delicious versus how he's talking about New York. And he looks like he does this thing where he gets dead in the eyes and his talking heads. And he's like, you know, here, wow, here we go again. Just like old times. And it's like stuff that if you're not really paying attention could sound sweet. You sound like you're doing like an impression of the so I can't even say the word the SNL skit Swarovski. Swarovski Yeah. Look how fancy. Exactly. New York is back. Yay. That's basically what it is. He's like trying to remember the lines that the producer fed him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So pretend that you're really excited to see New York, but he's not a good enough actor. So he's like. So he takes her down to a sailboat and he's like, oh, remember the last time we had a boat like New York? And it cuts back to the last eliminate, the last finale in Mexico where she fell out of the kayak and whatever. And I love that she's like, uh, yeah. And because basically, as we know, this is filmed like three months after. So like, of course she remembers it. It hasn't even been a <laughs> Hasn't even been half a I was going to say, yeah, I was just going to say. So New York says, I'm excited to go sailing, but I'm not excited about uh, being in the water, as we see later. Did we know she couldn't swim in season one? Uh, I don't think they had anything water related. She doesn't like anything that happens, like, period. <laughs> Any experience. <laughs> she's like, I can't possibly. Right. So it's like, it's too much effort for her to be not on land, like, and in her comfort zone element. Like, I like to joke that I'm... The equivalent of if an indoor cat was a person, like she is definitely if an indoor cat was a person. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to point out that there is a coconut hanging from something on the boat. Like they kind of do quick clips around the boat, you know, to show you what it looks like. Similar to the one he took Delicious and Crazy on uh, last episode, two episodes ago, I think. Two episodes ago. Yes. That, you know, there's a cabin downstairs and all this other stuff going on, but there's a coconut hanging. That actually looks a decent amount like Flav. I will try to take a picture and put it up on the Instagram because it's worth noticing. So Flav is excited about the boat, but more specifically, the boat has a trampoline on the front. <laughs> it's just netting. I would call him a giant. Yeah, I've seen that I didn't look up the real proper term, but. Called, and I'm not bougie enough to have ever experienced that in my life. But when I used to work. When I, one of my old clients was a tourism board for uh, somewhere in the Virgin Islands, and they had a bunch of boats like that. And I was like, that looks like the friggin' life. <laughs> so they're laying out on it. New York obviously can't kiss him without moaning, and it's disgusting. You know, they're making out, and they're touching on each other. And as, as Huey pointed out, 
last episode, she has these moments that you can only call uh, dick flashbacks where she's in the talking head and she's clearly like imagining, you can see that she's like imagining something when she's talking about their connection. She's so happy. She's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just so happy. It's like, yeah, because you're having a dick flashback. Like, what does that mean? A dick flashback? Like, she, like, she's like, like the sex was good, so it's yeah, she's remembering it? Back okay. About, you know, Getting that times. D. Flava Flav is yelling out that he's the luckiest man in Belize. <laughs> he wants to bring her around to another part of the boat, but she is, of course, making a big production out of it. Like, this is hilarious. He's crawling like... This is okay. This is okay. I can do this, yeah. So he keeps saying, as a recurring theme throughout this episode, uh, she's too dramatical. Yep, that's that's a superlative. That is certainly, <laughs> that, is certainly that. Flav pops open some champagne on the ocean and pours some for them. York does this horrifying thing where she's like, oh, I'm so happy, and then pulls away from him and she goes, I'm so happy. Like, she gets this very intense look on her face and she's like, so happy because she's acting and trying to make him think she legitimately yeah, means no, these things it's so life. bad so new york goes how did you sleep last night and he immediately gets defensive because mm-hmm. he knows what she's trying to ask and he's like you know i slept like a bug in a rug you know why like what's the big deal and she goes no i'm not asking like how you i'm not asking how you slept i meant like who did you sleep with and covers her mouth like she <gasps> i'm sorry i can't believe it slipped right yeah come on so this is the beginning of the end where he goes it wasn't with you so why ask and he is looking pissed like this is where as much as Blake can be like haha goofy or sometimes he's serious with his feelings and clearly kind of a softy this is where that domestic violence record starts to come out in his face you can see it like he uh, switch flips and he's got a very like much more intense kind of scary you know demeanor to him so it's also, York, like, such a weird thing for him to get upset about. Like, there are cameras everywhere. Like, that's what's, so he says, I forgot I have it. I would say it's just oh, more out of stupidity says, on her end. So, so New York moves to an adjacent seat and says, like, you know, I have every right to ask you. And he says that she doesn't have a right, which is technically true. Like, she's, she doesn't have a right It's his business, yeah. But he says, how could you ask me that? It's my private life. You're on national television. She's going to find out eventually. I mean, I'm looking at more like, she obviously didn't come back to the fucking room last night. They went on the date, and for her to just have to ask and start shit well, with that like, is I so stupid. Like her she wants to hear it from him. And I think it's, it's it was obvious she slept there. She no, she fell asleep on a bench somewhere. It's, ri- like it's ridiculous. No, I'm not saying that she's right. Yes. I think that his reaction to it is super wrong Mm. so he is getting increasingly bothered by this and she goes and basically what she's saying is i have the right to know because delicious and i are sharing a suite and she didn't come home last night and thereby it's my business it's not like your literal roommates it's not like you're concerned about her safety you know you're asking because you're trying to be messy yes so blade tells new york that it's not cool what she's doing she's stepping out of place she so she gets up and turns her back to him and is like hanging off the captain's chair <laughs> just to be messy and dramatic and being like, oh, he'll come after me. New York in her talking head is like now kind of, Corey, as you mentioned, you know, 
switching back and forth between being like, oh, I've got the right to know, but being like, oh, I did the wrong thing. But she's kind of saying that she did the wrong thing insofar as, like, she knows that this just fucked things up for her. Mm -hmm. She's not actually sorry that she did it. She's sorry about, you know, the effect, ultimately. So she says she's going to try to basically wear a muzzle and keep my mouth shut, at least until elimination night. Uh, that way he doesn't fully know what he's going to get himself into. Oof. <laughs> okay. So this is where Flav says something. So Flav goes, what's, my, what's your purpose? Is it to be Operation Super Duper Snooper? Flavor <laughs> Flav? Needs to get his rhymes in where he can. He has to get his rhymes in where he can. So New York uh, does not help her cause. And proceeds to double down by saying that I'm going to plan our lives together. You'll be happy with my suggestions. And Flav is like, listen, I think you're cool at all, but don't do this. And she said, listen, I understand that you're a man, first and foremost, but, you know, I'm going to be the lady to take charge. Like, clearly somebody, actually, I forgot to look up. I didn't know. I don't know when. My big fat Greek wedding came out, but all I can think of is like you know the man is the head, but the woman is the neck. The neck. <laughs> Obviously, I love that movie. Expression prior to my big fat Greek wedding, but such yeah. a good rom com. She also does this weird thing. She takes off her cover up in the middle of the argument. I think because she's trying to like once he sees my body, like he won't want to keep. <laughs> it's so <laughs> bizarre. I've never in an argument been like like taken off my pants. Because straight men are dumb and they <laughs> straight men are dumb True. and they are that easily swayed by being like, you know, if they see some tits or some ass, that they'll Yeah, it'll work. Yeah, like it's kinda like, the uh, argument. Cannot speak to personal experience because if I'm trying to fight, I'm trying to fight. Like I'm trying to argue. <laughs> I have something to say. She says that she's like, you know, going to be the lady of the house and, you know, take charge and this kind of strikes me as like, obviously, you know, you tr- most people bring into their relationships the relation, the dynamic that the parent they identify with brought to their relationship. So clearly her mom is the one more in control. Her dad is a really easygoing guy, but that logic can't apply to all people. Like if she was with somebody who was a little bit more passive then saying, you know, I, I'll, you're still the man, but, you know, I, I've got a lot to say. And, like, I think New York, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt here and think that she's trying to say that they can be a power couple together. Like, you know, she'll, she'll control what she can, that she's not going to take a backseat to his bullshit. But he takes this as a personal fucking offense. Uh, I think he's also a little drunk. He's also wasted. So he says, uh, I'm going to make sure you're happy all the time, but we're going to do things my way. And in his talking head, he goes, bitch, is you fucking crazy? And this is the part. So when I was watching it, I was watching it late at night and Mike came in the room and I was like, I need you to listen to this and tell me if I'm, this is before Mike had watched it. Yeah. If I'm being insane by being really disturbed by this. So he says, bitches, you fucking crazy. I should have pushed the bitch off the boat for that, but she can't swim and I ain't feel like going in after her. <laughs> and not just that lot. Yeah. Exactly. Nice guy, Blaze, not so much. Yeah, uh, it's it's everything. Slow- 
from being like cute to like really dark really quickly. Yeah. And then this whole rest of the next like couple minutes right here is just so fucking uncomfortable. He needs to get the fuck over himself. Yes. Because he is basically like if he was more secure in himself, New York saying, Oh, I'm gonna be in charge, he would have just been like, okay. Like, rolling his eyes. Even if he wasn't interested in her, rolling his eyes and being like, yeah, sure, whatever. Aloof. But Blade takes it to another... I mean, he basically... I mean, obviously, he's not serious, but, like, the the aggression that came out in Bitches, You Fucking Crazy is way too much. He tells her that she's starting to scare him. New York, at this point, is doubling down, and she's like, I'll do anything to make you happy. And he's like, well, this shit isn't making me happy. So New York is talking about how, oh, everybody knows you're the PIMP and Blaze like, yeah, but you're talking about being in charge and how we're going to do shit your way. So this- I ain't paying you a percentage. She ain't his pimp. Right. So That was a joke. Yeah, I, I got it. Thanks. So, <laughs> so Hopefully others found it funny. New York's like, listen, I'm going to be calling her, calling the shots. And this is when Blaze tears into this whole you sound like your mom thing. I am kind of surprised that she didn't take more offense to that because it was clearly meant offensively. Like, I get that she knows her mom is crazy, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I can say my mom is crazy. You can't say my mom is crazy. I guess. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. I don't know. So this is where, as Corey points out, she takes her cover up off and actually a whole nipple pops out. Yes. Suit. Well, cause they show the slow-mo of his face. Like I looking know. right. Oh, they yeah, they did like a, I believe they did like a slow mo, and like of course you see like the slow mo goes like across her boobs, and his face is right there, like pretty much dead on in the center of the camera, and he's like staring right at it. So, Distraction. This is like a weird, like I don't know, disillusion moment is the best way I can describe it. So like New York is in her talking head, going, you know, we're having a blast on this date. And I laughed out loud. I literally, I did that. Like, I laughed out loud because I'm like, that's not what I'm seeing. And she goes, oh, like, but I ran off with the mouth and, like, I made him feel super uncomfortable. So at this point, she's now changing her tune entirely, full on apology tour. And all he can say to her is, like, your mom's coming out. Your mom's coming out. Your mom's coming out. Which is also funny because I, I don't know if she, when, it might be charm school or maybe it was earlier this season where she says oh well i'd ever apologize because i don't you know make oh, mistakes I don't, I don't make mistakes yeah, that was that the best the <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I was actually surprised that she I, i'm like kind of surprised she apologized here you know like i was surprised that well like she doesn't want the conflict like she's just giving know. in it's well, it's like a too. fucking victim mentality later on she kind of seems less sincere about it but i'll i'll get to that i have it's like, I don't want to argue anymore. I'm just going to give in and do this. And it's not right. I should say victim. It's more of, it's like an abuse thing. Not a victim mentality. It's stupid. What? We're like, she doesn't want to argue anymore. Wants to get over it. So just goes, no, you know what? No matter what, you're right. Even yeah. though if he's not in the right. Yeah, no. You just let it happen. Well, and that's fucked up. Right, basically, yes. So like, she's coming on way too strong and, but he's reacting to it really poorly. So it's she's definitely less wrong, but he is fucking nightmare. So she says, and in, in her talking head continued that you know, Blaze said I sounded like my mom, and that put up a red flag because they don't get along. And it's like good, it should. You should know exactly how this is going to go. 
I guess like things must settle down and Flav goes to her like, oh, hey, what's up? And because they separate, I don't know, I guess she must have gone down into the cabin, maybe to go to the bathroom or something. She says, I'm loving you. Uh, she goes, I'm just loving you. And he's like, you're, this is in a direct quote, motherfucking crazier than a motherfucker today. <laughs> he then goes, what got into you? I thought you loved me. Which is also kind of manipulative. Too. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, like, it's a oh, problematic fucking scene. And of course she's like, I do love you. Like, why are you asking? And then so it's like, like mental like, abuse. It's like, well, then how the fuck are you going to tell me, you know, that you're in control? And da, 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 da. So New York starts crying and being like, oh, my God. Like, no, I'm sorry. And They just manipulate each other. It's yeah. like, Jesus Christ. So she's like, I love you. But like, I'm, I'm. I wear the pants. Yeah, I go fucking baby. I fucking man. So. (laughs) Jesus. He's a PLNCO, basically. She starts to apologize again. And he literally just dives into the water fully dressed. He's still been in the suit the entire time. It's like, you ever see that video of the guy at the mall and like the girls going in on him and he just like jumps over the fucking side of the ledge. They're like filming it. Like he's at the mall, like to the second floor up. I, yeah, it was a vibe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He just says "fuck it" and he jumps over. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. So he just, yeah, he's that desperate to get away from her, and then he just dives in in a three-piece suit. Just walk away, people. You don't need to jump off balconies and, and then shit. Super weird because she's like, "Yeah, baby, like flavor, flame," and he's like, so he says that he took a swim to clear his thoughts, cool off, and then this is. Just in case this whole exchange isn't uncomfortable enough, he comes back out of the water on this weird, dom-type dynamic where he's like, oh, you want to give your man orders, huh? And she's like moaning, and I am actually screaming. Like, and so he's, and then he says in his talking head that he was annoyed at her, but the feeling went away because she was looking kind of hittable. Uh, hittable. Can you imagine? Especially when you have a DV record. That's not really, like, phrasing, you know? I know what he meant. Like I. Oh, that's, I was going to say, yeah. That's... No, and then he, he meant, like, like how'd you gay, take it? Like, he meant... Have sex. Yeah. Yes. Just, you know, Layman, so I'll keep it simple for everyone. There's a weird, dirty chalk exchange that I could talk about, but I would really rather not. Um, cause at this point I was yelling at the TV, stop it. Just stop. Well, the, he, cause pretty much all it is, is he says, who gives the orders about a thousand times in like a minute. Yeah. Talk about like a, abuse dynamic. Yes. Is that New York is like, oh, like, like kind of like looking away. Like she doesn't want to answer because basically she doesn't want to give up her soul and her yes. feelings as an independent woman. So he keeps going, who gives the orders? And she's like, we do. And he goes, who gives the orders? Like that's you know whatever. And she finally goes, "You do," and it honestly made me really sad. It's a fucking rough scene to watch. It's, like as a kid, you watch it, you're just kind of like, "Oh, like well, I mean, like, whatever." You don't think about it. Yeah. As an adult, it's like, damn. Like if I was in a relationship and like my partner was going like, "Who gives the orders?" I would be like, "Fuck you," and just yeah. like walk away. You got to be done. I don't He's got some fucking complexes. Yeah. 
I did love this line in her talking head, though, where New York says, I love Flav, and if he wants control, by golly, I'll let him believe that he has it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you would, would you have ever imagined New York in a million years saying, by golly? Yeah, that cannot, that, that, I don't, that's a reason why that's not one of the quotable lines that we've been saying about her. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, that's a slogan, like, by, by golly, I'll let him believe he has it. So, he says, now that now that you confirmed me giving the orders, time to go back in the water and dives in again. I think at some point he changed into his bathing suit. I don't remember when this happened. It's it's around when she now gets to jump yeah, in. So then he's he asked her to come in and she's like, I'm not a water person, but you know, whatever. So she this is a great scene too, and just such classic New York theatrics of like her in a life jacket and like the person from the boat is like helping her in the water and she's screaming the whole time it was like nice comic relief after and she's less than a foot away from the freaking boat yeah in a life no they're probably out in some deep water it's just the fact that you have a life jacket on with like trained professionals around you and yeah like there's nothing to fucking worry about jump in the water float around for a minute come on No. I, I yeah, know. I don't know what it was. I was afraid it looked like an octopus or something. Like it looked, she pulls a big, like it's either an octopus or like a plastic bag or something. She like pulls this big thing. I almost want to fucking put the episode on quick to see. It's really gross. So maybe it was just her hair. No, it was. White. Oh, because she throws oh. it into the water. Yeah, no, it's white. It's what. Was it a jellyfish? I, no, I don't. But it's something, and she's not nearly as freaked out. Oh my god! Uh, so I love. Gross. This says, I wasn't comfortable, but he did notice my effort, my body, and my poise. <laughs> like, I would call, I would call what we just witnessed a lot of things. Poised is not one of them. <laughs> so this is like one of those things. Did you did you watch the Real Housewives of New Jersey? Yes, of course. So like Teresa flips the table, and then she's like, "Did I look like a lady?" <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> did I look right? I know. Like, did I look sexy while I was doing it right? <laughs> so, Teresa. <laughs> Can you imagine the two of them together? Like, oh, it the- sounds amazing. Well, no, because New York is really funny and witty, even if she's a lunatic, and Teresa is dumb as a brick. That is a very good point. I would rather have New York talking to one of, like, Nini, Bethany, one of the, like, quick. Or- the quick Cardi girls. B. I saw Cardi B like they were having a tweet exchange because I forgot that they were at the same place for something. And, oh, that's a match made in heaven. And Cardi was like, "Oh my god, like I can't believe I miss New York. Like I'm such a fan." And I'm like, "Could you imagine the two of them having a conversation?" <laughs> yeah, I feel like they show. would both be like, they would be like, "Yeah, I did this thing to do." Like they would really vibe well. Yeah. They're both business ladies, right? And they're both just like sharp attacks, like right. Just, Right, I would watch. I would pay Michelle Obama book tour prices to watch them in like a. Play <laughs> things was hilarious. The boat docks. They head back to their respective villas, and he says, "Look, oh, I'm gonna get some more of you tonight." Mm-hmm. Not thrilled about the fact that they now have to carry on to a second date. Mm-hmm. So, Flav, as I have in my notes, is serving Sully from Monsters Inc. Realness. In his teal suit and his purple hat. Oh my God. Is in a see through pink dress. 
got to show it off for him. Look at the fabric. Hey, look, it's, it's the material. Look at the material. You can judge for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback to the last finale's iconic line of the week. <laughs> they go to a restaurant called La Rubea. New York wants to take a minute to ask him how he's doing tonight. I guess I initially thought she meant about the horror, but she just means like having to make the decision. She goes to grab his hand and he's like looking at her like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? He like looks You know what are you? <laughs> he literally looks at her hands like, what are you doing? She says, you know, I know you're in a tough position. It's not really that tough because he hates you. Uh, and he's saying that he feels confused. He says that, you know, she's telling him all the things that he wants to hear. And it touched him, but he's still feeling a little bit weird about what happened before. New York says, you know I'm a good catch. Like, I can say that. And he looks like the most done with her, like, at this point. He is just totally checked out of this conversation. And she keeps trying to stroke his ego, being like, oh, you're the man. Like, you're you're the man. And he says, listen, this is all well and good, but, like, your mom. Like, what's, what's the deal with that? Your mom? It's like the response. Yeah, and also your mom, right. So he, they cut back, uh, flashback to Sister Patterson in the last episode. Um, unfortunately, not the iconic line. What's that clicking? What's that clicking? <laughs> so Sister Patterson, um, he says it's nuts. She's making fun of him doing the yeah boy like her, her, her type thing. Mm-hmm. And that she showed signs of her mom today. And this is, I'm really proud of her that when he brings this up, she's like, okay, but I apologized. Which is not really a good thing to do when you're trying to apologize in general. Yes. You're not really validating somebody's feelings, but since his feelings are actually invalid, uh, she can invalidate them as much as she fucking wants. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, I apologize to you. Like, what? what word you want from me but fine i'll keep apologizing so she is saying in a talking head at this point that she needs to you know show him a softer side that she doesn't want her mom to really come out of her and she's like listen i won't do it again and he's like oh but like won't you do it again and she's like sorry a million times it's another controlling thing you really look at it. She's like, oh, well, I learned and I'm going to change. Yeah. It's like, yo, you are who you are. Like, if you get jealous and it's all that, if that's actually real and it's not for cameras and all that shit, let's I just mean, say like, she really gets like, jealous and shit. It's like, yeah, like, that's who you are. You're jealous. I mean, like, you I need. Mean, jealousy isn't necessarily a good trait, but like, you have to work through. Like, he should be working to try to prove to her that he is interested. Exactly. Not like, hey, you're going to stay home while I go out and party all the time in the future. Well, that was, that was his episode of Celebrity Life Squad. I forgot who he switched with, and you would think that, based on how many times I've brought this up, that it would be something that I remember to check out, but whoever the other wife is says, you know, like, you're always out, you're always doing things, like, spend time with your family, like, what is wrong with you? And he's just like, can't, sorry, like, fuck you. So. Damn. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like straight up. It's like, holy I shit. Celebrity. I love wife swap in general. But yes, you do. Finally, he decides that he's going to forgive her, that he's a big man at heart, which is kind of, I laughed because like based on his diet, like he probably does have the heart of somebody who's way heavier. <laughs> they don't know that Kevin thing. from the office. Right. He, no, he's literally got an elephant's heart. <laughs> he believes in giving people second chances. 
And he's like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do with you, New York? And she's like, ah. <laughs> So she's thrilled that he's finally gotten past it. Because he appreciates well, her. This was weird, too. Like, this is proof that he's, like, not still comfortable about being on TV, where he's like, there are things I feel for you. And then picks something out of his teeth, like his back teeth. Like, reaches two fingers into his mouth and pulls something out of his goddamn teeth and they add like a pew sound effect. When he flicks, he flicks it, it <laughs> He's so vile when he eats. Like if I was on this show, I'd be like, let's not go to dinner. Let's just do drinks. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like he's always just like greasy and like chewing with his mouth. Though It's all, it's wow, really they're gross. Like, they're adding a lot of, they don't do it this time, but he's clearly just eating like an animal. Like Ugh. it's really repulsive. So New York's like, you know, he's talking about her being really over the top and she's like, oh, but I know that you appreciate the kind of person I am. And he turns to her and says, oh, what, you think I don't appreciate it? And it's like, that's literally the opposite of what she just said. He's already going into everything, like, no matter what, I'm going to be mad at her and like, there's no yeah, change in his mind. He's not over anything. Yes. So he's because he's coming back full circle. The more he's drinking and the more he's like realizing it's the end of the night and he can get his dick wet, you know, he's a lot more inclined to want to forgive. Yes. So he says that he's very crazy about passionate women and he's but he says that New York has a good heart. He asked her actually, which I guess is producer intervention because he doesn't give a shit. If she's scared about being back for a second time and she does this dramatic, like, look off into the distance, you know, like she's reminiscing about her love that she met on the Titanic, Mm -hmm. that what she fears most is standing up there a second time and, you know, getting the door. And she goes into this whole, like, dramatic diatribe. He's just playing with his lip. Like, literally could not be less invested in the conversation. Like, not matching her emotional thing at all. So he's just like... <laughs> so, like, oh, the producers will make sure to fix this. Yeah, but in his in his talking head, he's like, wow, she's deep. Then he goes, I don't want it, I don't want to break New York's heart, but if it leads to it, that's, that's what it be, folks. That's what I was saying. I was like, except Porky Pig. He tells her that she's really bouncing the ball in her court, which is not how that expression is supposed to go. And that he's <laughs> loving her right now, and that's why Delicious has a problem. Ooh. Talking smack. That was the first thing I've ever heard him say about Delicious, like, that she actually... He has to get something in there. It's close to elimination. Let's so he invites her back for throw a, a little dig. Now, this is... Talk about a flip-flop. Like... I was emotionally, this is an emotional roller coaster, this part, because she, they leave the restaurant, Flav is wasted and gets drunk in the taxi, like, and passes out in the taxi. So he's like, oh, we're going to go straight back to the hotel room and passes the fuck out. He brings her back to the hotel room and is like, well, I have to go to the bathroom. And they do this elaborate fly unzipping, peeing for several minutes, him going, wow. About his own pee. Maybe he really pooped and they just didn't want to embarrass him, so they play like a I pee sound the whole time. They would have absolutely played him pooping. Down, oh, that's true. Flopping, whatever. No, because you're not going to embarrass him. They might do it to one of the, g- the women. I don't know. I, I don't think they do that to him on his the show. The pee sound is pretty embarrassing. You didn't have to do that. Well, that's whatever. 
So he- I'd rather pee for like three minutes than people think I'm pooping. I think I just peed. Right. So New York is like going on this whole thing in her talking head, being like, he needs she does that she says this several times, which is like the editor the editing in this episode is like not great. It's I get that they need to drag things out to make it a more dramatic, dramatical finale. Yeah. But dramatical, dramatical nice. finale. And he I don't know, like he just I don't know, like, they they didn't need to show all of this in New York saying several times, you know, oh, I need him to see beyond what's happening with us physically, like, he needs to really be more invested in our actual relationship. I mean, not to be slut-shady about it, but it's like, maybe stop fucking him then. Like, maybe stop deciding that every time you guys are alone that you guys have to fool around. Like, maybe just be like, no, so stick to your guns. He then says in his talking head, wow, New York, you're a real classy lady, and I understand and respect your decisions. What a line. I never, it's the best thing he's ever said. It is, it is the least, I mean, it is, on paper, it sounds great, but it comes across as the least sincere thing he said the entire time. <laughs> it just took me um, back. I was like, whoa. What consent? That guy, that guy cared about consent and respect for five seconds. That's I wild. purchased right. Well, the producers they didn't care about it, so that's that on that. So, <laughs> so she tells him, "Oh, I'll always be your New York," and he goes, "You better be," which is such a weird, creepy thing to say. Such a weird thing to say. And what does that mean? So he's saying goodbye to her and like going back into the villa, and she's like lingering by the door, which is like. At least you, like, if you want to do this more effectively, like, you need to not look like you're agonizing over this decision. You need to be like, I made up my mind, you know. Be strong. Right, just walk. And even if you're feeling weird about it, just keep walking. So they don't really establish this very well, but she goes back to the villa, I think. Or she's back in his villa. I couldn't really tell. She left and came back. We'll just leave it at that. She She did, yes. So she is sitting in her villa and she's like smoking and drinking red wine and like crying. And she's reiterating that it is a very hard decision that, to decide not to go. And But she's making the right choice because she needs him to see that uh, she's more than like a sex toy. And all of a sudden they're doing this voiceover while she is packing a bag and with a cigarette in her hand. Always. We love a multitasking queen. Man, um, imagine if they had vapes back then. Yeah, no, I know. Well, I don't know. Would they have been able to take him on the plane? Probably not, right? Probably have him shipped there. They could probably get one there. They have their ways. I wonder if she's a now. I bet she does. Maybe. I would hope so. It's a little healthier. Not smoking at all. In any, yes. So, basically, she's going on, like, I'm really downplaying the amount of talking head time they give her 
she keeps saying, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go back. I just, I'm going to stay in my room tonight. And then all of a sudden she's like, actually, I'm going back. And that's that on that. She's, and she literally talk about a flip flop. She goes, yep. something happens. I welcome it because it's important for him to remember that beautiful physical connection <laughs> that you were literally just saying earlier in this it's not even like she's in a different setting in the talking head she's in the same outfit her hair is positioned the exact same way this was a change of heart over the course of one conversation (laughs) she knocks on the door he answers it shirtless but still in his dress pants and he's like come on in and did you notice too did either of you see that he when she's walking through the door he kind of like thrusts his crotch at her No, but I'm glad I missed it. Very subtle. It's his mating call. So, yeah. So, basically... (laughs) Did he do, like, a little eyebrow lift, like, twice? I didn't didn't see that, but I... (laughs) That'd be funny. It just kind of, like, thrusts in her general direction. We see an external shot of the villa, an audio of her saying she needs to be with him, and him just being like, yes. Like, fucking gross. You're a child. But then they also play, like, slasher music over this. So, I'm not really sure what the point of that was i also think that she decided to leave because she didn't want delicious to see her back in the room in the morning probably oh yeah can't let her feel confident yeah, right. well she can't let her like the mind games that she thinks she's having um you know like the, the mind games she thinks she's winning <laughs> to you know whatever get run over on her it's the next morning lave is laying his head on New York's lap. They're sitting on a couch outside and he's talking about their fiery burning physical connection. Yeah, there, there's a cream for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're describing as chlamydia. So, <laughs> so, K-L. <laughs> I'm surprised that like, I was going to say if we would have had more seasons of this show, I wouldn't have been shocked if there was a chlamydia, you know? Outbreak. I mean, well, that or a girl named Chlamydia. Oh, <laughs> a girl that he gives a name to. I, I would love to see his spelling. Season three, uh, he does, for those who don't remember, on season three, he does have uh, twins that come through that he calls Thing One and Thing Two. Oh, no. Yeah. So as she's leaving, um, he tells her, you know, keep your head up about tonight. He tells her, you know, that he hopes that she's having a good time and he starts to weigh some things out. And he walks her out, smacks her butt, and tells her he's got to jump in the shower. Just like peak fuckboy. I don't think it gets any more classic fuckboy. Enjoy your walk of shame. I did love, too, that New York is like, Blaze and I have already connected, and I'm going to stay on this island with him. Belize is not an island. (laughs) (laughs) Belize is a peninsula. But, you know, it's it's fine, sweetie. We know what you meant. A Palencia? A Palencia. <laughs> uh, that's not I forgot I fucked it up. It's placentia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. placentia. I don't know how you could forget. Right, I know. <laughs> my, my, my mistake. So <laughs> New York goes back to the villa that she shares with Delicious. She sits down to breakfast and she's all smug like, oh, good morning. And Delicious is like, I am not in the mood. I can't tell. Do you think Delicious is probably just recovering from a day of being hungover? Like, she was like, oh, I was sick last night. But also, I feel like she is kind of... I think that New York... It's a mix. New York thinks that she... Because Delicious at one point gets up from the table. She's like, oh, I wasn't feeling well. 
And she, because New York is like, oh, this is my last chance to fuck with her. So Delicious is like, whatever, I'm not really feeling great and gets up and goes to the bathroom. But she's not like getting sick in the bathroom or anything like that. She's just like, I'm not ready for this I'm drama, not this bullshit. I don't feel like dealing with this is more the less. And but New York takes this to being like, oh yeah, she's I'm totally in her head. Like I totally got wearing her down. It's like, no, she's just kind of tired of dealing with you in particular. She just doesn't want to deal with you. She's not like shook by you. I don't know. New York It ends on a kind of nice note though. Weird because New York's like, oh, you know, I just wanted to be the bigger person and like wish you good luck. And yeah. She's She's like, no fucking bullshit today. Because she's been through an elimination once. She's probably like, you know what? I don't need any bullshit today. No, but she's trying to talk. Like, I'm trying to, like, she's trying yeah. to talk in the top of the head. Like, well, then, like, 10 seconds her. later, she also starts shit. Well, right. She's like, at the same time, I want to win. And Delicious is in the bathroom at this point and, like, half listening to her. For some reason, applying lip liner, despite the fact that they are not going anywhere or doing anything. So they're exhausted, you know. And Delicious, again, with the with the logic and the sense is like at this point, like a fight between us isn't going to change how Flav feels. So why are you like, she doesn't say this to New York, but like she says this in her talking head, like why, why is she even bothering? Which is like, Oh damn, good point. And New York's like, this is the last great moment where she's like, I've come too far to like, just go home now. And delicious just slams the door in her face. But New York takes this as a win and deviously rubs her palms together like the villain that she's decided to be. She's also like very ahead of her time when she's making, she's like making her breakfast, New York, and she's like really salting. She's salty as hell. She's like salting it so fiercely. And this is before, I mean, I mean, gifs obviously were a thing back then, but like it not in the same way we use them now. Not as like proliferated as we use them now. That she, watching her salt the eggs is like, so hilarious like she's really going after it and then she literally sips tea right after like kermit the frog i was like she's way ahead of her time on these memes this is why she is the face that launched a thousand gifs right (laughs) this is like a weird scene i'll try to breeze through it because basically this is slave stressing over who he's gonna pick he walks over to the the pier to get over the end of the dock He's saying that he wishes it could be, he wishes he could have more than one girl. He wishes he could have both of them because he's fucking trash. And But he does acknowledge that he doesn't want to hurt New York again, but she's definitely a dramatical piece of work. Ugh. Sure. Dramatical. Um, he also does, uh, he says like he, when he's going through it verbally out loud, he's like, what am I going to do? Uh, and then he says like at the end of the day Flav which is two things I really uh, at the end of the day is a phrase that triggers me and I hate it I just feel like it's word salad it takes a lot of time to say nothing Um, and then he goes third person into it so it's like a one two punch I just wanted to like murder him in the face I was like no I hate hate people going to the third person I think that's been since childhood that's why I never really fucked with Elmo what speaking of Never fun with Elmo because he spoke in the third person. So, I'm a Cookie Monster stand. I do love Cookie Monster. Well, no, Cookie Monster. No, you ended up with me. I, yeah. He said it's like a different kind of third person. Yeah, I was gonna say it's I'm much more Cookie yeah. Monster. I don't know why. I don't know. And Cookie Monsters is more endearing. Okay. I'm, I'm was, Cookie Monster Hive. I was more of a Grover gal myself. Yes. Okay. Fair. Super <laughs> I had a Tickle Me Cookie Monster instead of a Tickle Me Elmo as a kid. You made the right choice. 
Because he's the man. Well done. Because <laughs> Elmo would do that high pitched laugh, but like cookies would be so weird. I know. I love uh, cookies. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, he yeah. does all those videos. He does a lot of puns. There was recently just, you also, I don't know if they have it up on the Instagram still, the Sesame Street Instagram, but he recently, uh, they were doing a thing where Sesame Street was touring different major cities and Cookie Monster City was Detroit. <laughs> to actually bring it back to Delicious, oddly enough, Delicious uh, Cookie Monster Detroit. Uh, <laughs> he went to the Motown Museum and sang like it was like playing the piano and singing and just it was the cutest thing i love cookie monster so much so he calls up out both ladies names which he did at the he end does of it with everything season. yeah like hope new york new york hoops you know he does that again delicious new york and then dives into the water he's just committed to diving into the water with his clothes on like, full pipe he was in a bathing suit i thought he was in his bathing suit at this point. He took his jersey off. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Because now he pops back out of the water and just goes, Flavor Flav, which is yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, he picks at the end, which is kind of empowering in its own way. Always picks himself. But he chooses himself. So we are now at, well, we're almost at elimination. Yes. Or it's gift time. Right. Mind you, I forgot about how iconic this was, that during this elimination sequence, it is literally storming. Yeah, this shit's intense. And... You can tell that the producers are like partially thrilled at like the, the drama of it all. Getting ready for Hurricane Tiffany. Right. That like part of the drama of it all, but then also they're like, this is going to fuck up our sound and we're going to have to record a bunch of stuff over it. How dare they make these women get into full drag and then not even put a tent over them? And not even an umbrella. <laughs> the fucking nerve and black one. This is how you know it's all white producers. Right, right. I was I was I was so angry watching them, especially delicious at the very end. Her makeup is like running down her face. I was New York's hair is like destroyed. I liked actually it looked really good. She was mad. Even like the fact that she put so much effort into it. True. It actually looked better than it does in the talking heads. Because it looked like that look that we were all trying to get in the 2000s. All the, like, you know, long-haired... The moose. Yeah, in Jersey. (laughs) Crunchy, you know. Brunch on munch. The hotel, this poor hotel staff is, like, bringing the ladies these, the dresses and the flavograms. It's interesting they picked dresses out for them this time, I guess, because if you remember the season one finale, New York and Hoops coincidentally almost picked an identical dress. But the like fabric on New York's is better. Right, right. Look at the material. <laughs> Look at the material. Eyes of the So they are admiring their dresses. And New York says, and I actually gagged. She goes, ooh, daddy want me hot tonight. And I'm like, I just want to fucking throw myself out a window. <laughs> like, I hate it. Stop it. Don't stop calling him daddy. Like, I get it. That's your kink. That's your business. Poppy. He's literally old enough to be your fucking dad. It's just keep it off my screen. It's more so, keep it out of my ears. Keep it out of my ears, right? If this now this was interesting because the flavorgram tells them that he will meet them on the he'll meet them on the pier, but then they don't end up meeting on the pier because it was probably closed from the storm. Yeah, it was probably like you're gonna get struck by lightning if you stand. Yeah, there. or the waves are too high. Right, like things are getting intense. It's like, yeah, you might die. Right, probably, that's true. It's probably like you. Storm a lot more, the waves are yeah, it's probably terrible. Sound-wise, it's going to be 
shit lighting. Ladies are basically there's a lot of talking heads through this that are super unnecessary. They're dragging this out as much as humanly possible, as if we have no idea. Even in 2006, I feel like it had to have been pretty clear. Actually, I don't remember what I thought. Because I feel like I remember thinking like he's got to choose. He's definitely going to choose Delicious, but he has to choose New York because he would bring her back a second time. You yeah, thought, uh, right? I thought I made the mistake. You played yourself. Congratulations. <laughs> so both of the ladies are sitting on a bench waiting you know for Flav and New York is like staring daggers at Delicious but Delicious has her back turned to her like it's a very tense dynamic <laughs> so it's very the presidential debates yeah, <laughs> exactly Flav is standing over the his bed looking down at the final two clocks mind you he is in a sparkly red suit a black top hat and a black wave cap elegance luxury Swarovski crystals <laughs> so he goes into his hotel safe and takes something out from it we know how this goes if you watch the finale of last season yes we know what he's going to give what to expect new york says that if in her talking head that if she doesn't get picked She's not going to speak to him for a while. That's really going to show him. So, I'll see you season three. I, I do think this was interesting that Delicious is telling us in a talking head that she doesn't like her makeup or her hair and she feels like that's a bad sign. But I wrote hoops deja vu. Deja vu that hoops was miserable about her hair and makeup and her dress and she ended up winning more. Well, is it really winning? <laughs> I ended up getting chosen. There you go. Won the competition. Right. She was picked. So a hotel staff member, this poor, this poor staff, they had to coach to do all these lines. Just these people just trying to get through their day and having getting roped into this mess. <laughs> and he walks, he walks up to those ladies, it's time. And then just walks out of frame. <laughs> <laughs> so he leads them to the trying to become an actor of the dock. So like I said, I assume they had to change locations because of the storm. But they end up doing elimination by the pool. I had a memory of this. I where where they sent the two women to different spots, and whichever one he walked to was the one who won. But now I'm starting to think that might have been like an old thing from The Bachelor or something. But I don't. That wasn't. Oh, maybe thing? no. That's uh, you might be right. Maybe you're right. I, I just can't believe the show didn't like wait a day. <laughs> Like, did they, they they couldn't afford for one more night at the hotel that, like, they could record this? They were planning on staying an extra couple days anyway. Exactly. That I don't get like, it. I Right. They could have moved. I guess they, they were like, fuck it, we're going live. Like, you know, they were like, let's... Oh, they liked the setting for the decision, yeah. Right. <laughs> fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> they were going to wait a day. Do it now. <laughs> they are standing by the pool, and they have this weird... They have them do this thing... They have the ladies walk down and then turn at the exact same. The slow, yeah. I feel like they had to have done several times to make sure it was like the right tape. Mm -hmm. So New York in her talking head, and again, change of tune, goes, if he doesn't pick me, fuck him. No, no. And then, but then she goes, there'll be no lovemaking, no baby making, no nothing. Yes. And then it's like, oh, right. Well, duh. Picture her being, you know, not even 25, she's right, she's 23, 24. Yeah. 
that like, you know, I say this every week when we were watching this, being an adult is like a nebulous concept. She always just seemed older. Like that's what older people do. They have babies, but like the age dynamic, it's like, wow, you're really looking at them probably from a breeding standpoint. When we brought, we brought this up last week. How we were He wanted four more kids, right? Uh, that's what he always said. My God. The only one open to doing it seems to be New York, but as long as he stays home. I mean, I don't know. So, no, none of that. So, I, it's really fucked up that they're making them stay. Because at this point, it is actually raining. Yeah. Like, you can see rain coming down. Their hair is clearly affected, you know, by it. Their makeup is clearly affected by it. It's really fucked up. I did laugh, though, that New York, in this part of her talking head, she goes, I would stand in the rain to get my man. I would stand in the fire. I would eat. I would stand in the sleet. First of all, like sleet is the worst thing you can stand. Did in. she say sleet? She sure did. She said sleet. Oh my I god! Several times to make sure. Okay. Uh, this is Christ. also kind of it. It comes across like the most pathetic version of three eggs and ham. Like, <laughs> I would stand in the rain. I would stand in the sleet. I would stand in the fire. I would stand in the street. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Super I would pathetic. stand with my feet. Right. Just, I would do anything for my man. I would do anything. Late. Yes, I can. Yes. Oh, pathetic. <laughs> no, at this point, uh, there are still a solid eight minutes of show. Like, you know some shit's Get ready. So Delicious, in her final talking head, well, I guess not her final talking head before the decision, but one of the final says, if New York wins, I'll be devastated, but if I win, and I always say this is interesting to see how they talk about Flav versus them winning and the other versus the other person losing, because that was my big thing with Hoops last time, where it was like, Hoops was like, I just really want New York to lose. I want New York to lose. I want New York to lose. At least Delicious brings in some, I really want to be with him, but also I'm excited that yeah. New York Try this out and see where it goes. Yeah, she says Karma will have bit her in the ass. She says, if I win, Karma bit New York in the ass, I'll be excited and I'll have my man. And I thought to myself, in that order, probably. Like, that is your mm-hmm. that is your tier of excitement. So, Blade comes out in his sparkly red suit and his weird purple sunglasses. A red suit! <laughs> red suit! Here you go. <laughs> We've just been saying, because I'm... I started ironically getting into TikTok, and now I'm actually into TikTok. She's obsessed. She's and addicted. One of the one of the TikTok memes is just people doing things with the red dress line from Jonas Brothers Burning Up, where it's, it's Nick, right? With it is Nick. Face. Yeah. Yes. So that's we've just been saying red dress like that back and forth. So, <laughs> so he in because he can't possibly humanize them. He says, right before his eyes, he's got two dimes. Two diamonds. Which I, I was waiting for. He did say. I have two dimes. 20 cents. He did start with dimes. Okay. He started with dimes and then changed it to diamonds. Uh, he takes his sunglasses off and reminds them that it takes pressure to make a diamond. Which is such a fuckboy logic. Like, that's such weird, like, Twitter fuckboy logic. Even though this is obviously before Twitter. That it's like. Oh, yeah, like, if you really are serious about a relationship, like, you'll be willing to go through hell for it. And it's like, no. Like, your partner shouldn't put you through hell to prove that you're committed. Like, that's 
not the start to a healthy relationship, but then leads into another cliche of diamonds. Diamonds is a girl's best friend, which I'm not going to make fun of AAVE, but I just want to point out that he did say diamonds is a girl's best friend. New York is basically all over the place emotion-wise. She's going from crying, like in her talking heads, like in the actual elimination, she's being pretty stone-faced. But in the talking heads, she's bouncing around from crying to furious to all these different things, like optimistic to pessimistic and, you know, all, all over the place. So he goes, the one whose time is up, and we think that he's going to be like, tell us who it is. He goes, we'll be going home tonight. The one that I choose will stay here with me in Belize for a little longer. <laughs> so he tells them what he likes about them. He says, and these are both, this is such horrible answer. Like this is, these are two women you're deciding from to really build a relationship with. And this is the best you can say about them, which is he likes the way delicious came in his crib. You know, the honesty, he likes that she's a mom and how she's always been down for him. So it's nothing about her. It's barely about her. It is all about her tangential relationships and how that benefits him. Yes. He says about New York, me and you got history, G. Passionate history. She's always been down for him and that uh, she's always had his back. This was weird. Now, I want to get both of your thoughts on this. That he turns to Delicious and says, you know, I know that you thought that I might be doing this all for TV and, like, if this is all real. But if you thought that this was all for TV, like, the fact that you're standing here makes you just as fake. Do you Yeah. Because, like, at first it, like, took me a second to kind of figure out what he was trying to say. It's like, why are you accusing her of being fake when she's voicing valid concerns? But I guess... How she means it is, like, I don't want you to hurt me. Like, she's protecting herself, not like she genuinely thinks that this is a scam. But he's taking this to mean, if you think this is a scam, but you're not leaving. You're taking advantage of the scam. Taking advantage of the scam. I don't know. Do you guys think that she's right for asking? Do you think that Of she- course. I think this is just another one of his, like, um, psychological, like, his manipulations is, like, Yes. He's completely clearing himself of any blame or responsibility. Right, regardless of how it goes down. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to be with me, you should go through pain. And with that's his thing with New York and then with him, with Delicious. It's like, well, if you think I'm fake, then you're still here, then you're fake. So yeah. he's just he wiping his hands. Right. Yeah. I'm Corey sums it up blue. pretty perfectly. <laughs> he's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're trash. You're neither rubber nor glue. Delicious actually kind of defends herself and she's like, I never thought that you were fake. Like, I think I, I think what she's saying is, especially because New York is back, that she's like, you're gonna, the producers are going to make you have to pick New York because you wouldn't bring her back this far just to send her home. Like, she's yes. with the rest of us, where she's like, you know, why would you bring her back all this way just to send her packing? So she's concerned for her spot, and I don't blame her. I don't know, Mike, what do you think? I really, I just got, I feel like everything here, Corey just summed up kind of perfectly with it. Yeah. Um, I really, I don't know. That's that on that, I guess. <laughs> so, New York, in her talking head, says, when Blade picks me tonight, uh, oh, she's talking too delicious in her talking head, so she goes, when Blade picks me tonight, just go home and be a single mom, take care oh. of your daughter. Oh. So I'm like, ooh, that's fucking mean. 
so yeah. that's when she it, it stops being like fun that's like the one line that takes me i'm like oh i like it's i stop enjoying her for a second right like, i mean that's... she's definitely not perfect she's had her fair share of like you know problematic transphobic you know, lines. She always takes deep digs at people at some point, though. Yeah, it's her. It like seems like her true self comes out. Because she's so busy, kind of talking shit, that sometimes it it definitely goes too far, and like hits a line of being like, you know, all right. Like, oh, that was a little unnecessary. Land. Yeah. Land is the point. She wishes her an ounce of luck, and hopefully, your life will be okay. And if it's not too damn bad, it's so fucked up. <laughs> Well, that last part is kind of funny. Like, Too bad. Too damn bad. If it doesn't work out, like, sucks to suck. Jesus. So, back to the actual elimination. Blake tells New York that she is a beautiful person and he loves her. And the reason why uh, he kept her around was that seeing her again kicked up some feelings. He keeps saying that. Like, it's not a thing. Like, I just picture dust. Like, I it's his only go-to. Yeah. It's all he has. He straight out says, and this is really interesting that Delicious doesn't really kind of react, because I know I would have been like, say what now? Like, I would have done, like, the white guy blink, because he says, I was really feeling you until the boat incident. And, like, Delicious, like, I'm surprised she didn't just go, like, say what now? <laughs> like, I couldn't tell at first, and it looked like, I was like, oh, his, he looks like he's crying, but why would he be crying? Maybe it's just the rain and his eyes look kind of glassy. Because he knows what he's about to do yeah, and how fucking bad it is. And like Blake has said multiple times, like he doesn't like being the bad guy, but in a way that's actually harmful. Like his intentions aren't necessarily good. He basically just doesn't want anybody to dislike him because he needs to be yeah. so badly. Not true. So anyway, so I think he is actually crying though. It looks like he's crying at his eye, I thought it looked like his eyes were watering up, yes. So there's still five minutes of show at this point. He says he wasn't sure. Oh, wait, no, hold on. I wasn't really sure. So anyway, so he's saying about the boat incident, and he ultimately tells her that her time is up. Because it brought the mom out of her. It brought the mom out of her. Yeah. And she is visibly pissed. And the same thing as last season where it goes, I'm going to roll with delicious. Right. Oh, I'm going to roll with hoops. Imagine, like, the way somebody asks you out is by rejecting somebody else to your face. Like, <laughs> you know, not saying, I want to be with you, saying to the other person, I don't want to be with you, and then you're like... Yeah, I'm going to go roll with this person later. Right. Like, she has no agency in the fact, like, he doesn't say, like, will you... Like, he's been saying up until this point, will you accept this class? Yes. He says, your time is up, New York, and that's supposed to mean, like... Does Delicious get a say in whether she really wants to be there? Mm-hmm. So this is where things get as dark as things got on the boat. Things get extra messy now. Well, the the real New York's finally coming out. Well, I know, and I'm really glad she tours, tears into him. So he's like, "Listen, can you step forward?" And she kind of ignores him at first, and then finally she's like, "Why the fuck did you bring me back then?" So they are arguing. He's not really getting to the point during this because she's like, why the fuck did you bring me back? You know, like getting in his face and she's just screaming over and over. You shit on me twice. You shit on me twice. Like, why would you do this? Whatever. Literally not even on the show, but when I come to your bedroom, the both finales. Maybe it's okay. Out of character, so to speak, during this point. For all the people who thought this was just for TV, 
he said it. I went back a couple times to make sure that he said it. He says to her, like, you know, like, why would you bring me back? Or like, why would you, whatever, like, why are you saying no? And he said, for all the people who thought this was just for TV. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all just comes down to spite. Like, Indeed. His, entire, his entire motivations for doing everything is just to spite other people. Which is fucked up. It's just fucked up, especially when you're coming, when you're talking about interpersonal relationships. Like, you're coming into your a dating scenario, basically just trying to get back at people watching at home or de- whatever Delicious was accusing him of personally, you know? Like, yeah. that's why I got so under his skin. But then he kind of snaps back into it and goes, Oh, it's your ways. It's your ways. The fact that you're like your mom. You're too he emotional. Yell. She gets in his face and literally yells, Fuck you multiple times and i'm like oh this is like cleansing like i like my skin cleared up my credit score went up several points it was it all just felt so good and he kind of goes to put his hands on her shoulders and she like pushes them away she's like get the fuck off of me like don't touch me and he like backs up he's like all right all right yep so but then he turns and goes, why would I let you in my life when you say that you want to take charge and you want to take over? Oof. But then he goes, I do what I want. It's my hot body. Child, like, <laughs> I know fucking baby. Like, I get it. Like, whatever. But then she makes a valid point of, like, you knew that I was jealous. Like, you knew exactly. I've been this person 100% of the time. Like, this isn't a new side of me that's coming out. And he goes, you know what? Get the fuck out of here. Like, full, mm-hmm. like, with, he said it with his fucking chest. Like, get the fuck out of here. And delicious. I was realizing I she made a mistake. Know, I can't really read her expression, but it's, like, kind of serious. I don't know. She also kind of has this very serious, like, I wouldn't call it bitchy resting face, but it looks like she kind of just shuts off. Like, she just kind of powers, powers down. Ignore what's going on. Wait till New York leaves. That's the best way I can describe it. She's on sleep mode. Mm-hmm. He's literally yelling in New York space. It was kind of similar to the fight with Sister Patterson, which is like, you're literally, he's, they're in each other's spaces. And I understand that he should feel the need to defend himself if he's threatened, but the energy he's bringing across is like very abusive to me. Or he's screaming, you know, get the fuck out of here. And, like, fuck you. He's, like, screaming fuck you back at her at this point. And she does this thing. (laughs) She flips up her dress and bends over to be like, bitch, fuck you. Like, that's, like, a fuck you gesture. And I... Like, this is what you're missing. Well, I forgot about this, and I, like, screamed. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that you are, like, like, we do not deserve you, Tiffany New York College. (laughs) Really, honestly, I agree. And I was like, I need to do this movement. I need to get so, I'm so mad that I show someone my bare ass. <laughs> she goes like very weirdly blue during this last final thing. This is the first instance of the second was coming in a bit, but she like goes for blue humor out of nowhere for this yeah. last sequence. Yeah, she's like, so finally she starts walking away and she's like, I fucking hate you. And he's like, you're just like your mom. And she turns to him and goes, yeah, you're right. And that's why I'm glad that I'm leaving. And it's like, okay, empowerment, like whatever you need to tell yourself. This is the line uh, that you specifically requested this episode for coming Mm. up. So she's walking away and she's telling, she's reminding us over and over that she doesn't give a fuck. 
which brings uh, a series of iconic lines. I'm still in the motherfucking house. I'm still in the motherfucking house. I don't give a fuck. Do I look like I give a fuck? Because I don't. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> this is, honestly, this episode includes some of the best lines. That should be on a t-shirt. Of the entire flavor. Do I look like I give a fuck? Because I don't. <laughs> and just the way she's walking and the dress because she's full hips you know giving us full christina aguilera can't hold us down you know she's like, wet uh, as hell but her dress is like right. she's, this is like when her snatchery does look good i normally like a thicker new york but like she's drenched and her body looks insane so she's right. a beyonce music video her boobs look spectacular in that dress which is really impressive given like it's not she she doesn't have a bra on and they're pretty solidly in place and where the dress is and I'm like I don't know what you did but amazing oh well I mean she's had a series of implants yeah I don't know if this is but I don't know if she had them at this point they looked pretty I don't know no idea might not have had as intense because she's always got like a push up bra on anyway this is where oh so she's in the limo I mean the limo the taxi she doesn't get a limo this time around yes she's in a taxi I guess headed to the airport. And she straight up says, I'll piss on his grave. Oh, that's the other blue line. I'm like, damn, girl, you can't show your ass and then say you're going to piss on someone's grave. Right, I know, right. Very, right. Just a little, a little crass, more crass than I expect from her. Right. It's great TV. Now, Delicious, they come back to Delicious and Flav, and she walks up to him. Now, if I was Delicious, right, and even though I'm fucking sick of New York, She's clearly out of her mind. You know, she's, I'm, I'm tired of her bullshit. Watching that display of how he behaved towards her. I'd be concerned. Been a huge turn off yeah. It's kind of a red flag. Like, yeah, like, that's what you're potentially having. To oh, Delicious play. would beat his ass. Oh, no, she'd fucking take him in a fight. But it's more just principle, like, that she sees that really dark side of him. And if that I mean, if she didn't go into this Googling and knowing that he had a domestic violence record prior, Mm -hmm. you know, you see that side of him, that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, there'd have to be some concern. I would be like, oh, like, can I stay stay in this villa and then, like, call you in a couple days, you know? Like, take some time and then, like, ghost him and never speak to him again. So he tells her that the uh, the, the TV show is about finding what I came here to find. And he wants to see how far they can take this when the cameras go off. He then tells Delicious, but in a talking head, it's just him talking to, like straight to camera, but he's saying, Delicious, you know, I'm looking forward to things going very well with you. I can't wait to meet your daughter. And it's honestly in a very small, sweet moment, very small, very sweet, goes, um, I think it's like, you know, we both have daughters named Jasmine. And I was like, that's nice. But you were abusive piece of garbage yes he then presents delicious with a grill and says would you be my baby g (laughs) that's not the words every lady wants to hear uh it's all i might be proposed the wrong way i know that's what you should have said i wish i watched this before there was nary a grill to be found i know there was a distinct lack of grills in my proposal i am in lack of the term baby g side note um i realize uh hoops Got a top grill last time, and I thought she got a full. She went top and bottom. She got full mouth. Top and bottom, and I think she just got bottom. 
I but probably realize having both is a pain in the ass and you can't kiss or something. But uh, you don't know. Right. I, I don't have. I don't have a grill. No, there's no yeah. And uh, or kissing with a grill in particular. Yeah. Do you think that's hard? That's all I could think of the whole time. I mean, I. He's a very tongue forward kisser. Oh yeah, good point. Ew. Like you know, you're gonna bump grills. Which is the new term for sex from now on. You go. No more bumping uglies. Can you can you just can the, you keep that going in the podcast? Anytime someone goes to Flav's room, they're bumping girls. Ew, I don't want to be in Flav's room ever. I have no recollection of how season three goes. I'm excited for that though. So, I don't think um, I watched it. I feel like I watched it with the intention of thinking, is New York gonna come back? And then when I realized she wasn't, I was disappointed. But I can't tell you who won. Like, I have no recollection of who won. I have no recollection of who participated. Good. We get to go in blind this time. And, um, the Miami, way I want to. And Miami follows us on Instagram. And thing one and thing two. Just what a piece of shit he is. New York's New York in a... Well, I'm, I'll, this isn't how it comes in terms of the show. But I want to end on one particular line. So, Delicious is so excited that she got her man. She can tell in his kiss that this is real. And... In this talking head she's doing, it is she is fully soaked, like drenched. <laughs> Makeup running down her face, like it's a mess, the poor thing. Very you know what else she is? She is barefoot. Barefoot. Is she- I never the noticed last, that. The last shot of them kissing, of them bumping grills, they like pan out and she is not wearing shoes. And <laughs> I disagree with that. Wow. Oh, fundamentally. But I wonder if that is a insecurity thing of his. Well, no, actually, wait, what the fuck am I talking about? He was with Brigitte. I take that back. That was very dumb of me. Forget it. Uh, so there's a very quickly on 2B TV, there's a bonus scene. It's very pointless. He's doing like, she loves me, she loves me not with a flower, except he's throwing, he's going, New York, delicious, New York, delicious. I thought it was kind of funny. Whatever. It's pointless. But I just want to end on uh, New York willing her, well, not really willing it into existence, because as far as I know, she's still single, which is not right, nor is it okay. New York is (laughs) saying, I know one day I will find a man that's truly for me, the man of my dreams, the man that's going to say, give me everything and honor me, and I'm going to give him the same in return. Several months later... We are blessed with a bouncing baby new reality series called I Love New York. Good dream. I I know, and I'm so excited to revisit that because I'm really just excited to make fun of some terrible. And that's next? That is next. So this there are several months. So this is like I said, this episode aired in October. Yes. I believe. I Love New York started airing in January of 07. Damn. Yeah, it was a time to be alive, man. I might not have been, like, out of the closet or knowing myself very well, but I knew good TV was on TV. Right, exactly. I mean, you couldn't escape this, right? So, yeah, so this, uh, the reunion, the Flavor of Love Season 2 reunion aired uh, October 29th, 2006, Season one at the pilot of I Love New York aired on January 7th, 2007. What a journey this has been. <laughs> With Flav in particular, I am so excited to see them. Hopefully, I, I forgot 
in charm school if they rip him to shreds a little bit more, but he deserves it. Fuck him. I hope I don't ever see him in person because I'm going to have a lot to say to him. That's that on that. Yeah. T-Rash. Oh, all right. It's a great season, but I think it's nice to get a little bit of a change up. And, uh, I'm very looking forward because I need a refresher on I Love New York. I, I don't remember who wins. I remember some of the names. I remember some of the names, but makes, like in terms of appearance wise, she definitely makes the right choice. So mm. chemistry wise, I think she could have gone with some other. I don't know. Actually, no, like, I feel like she's got better. She makes better choices. Yeah. Ultimately, but as we know, they don't work out. Yes. Spoiler None of these shows ever do. Spoiler. None of them ever do. Yes. I mean, the Bachelor. I don't know what the Bachelor. I don't watch the Bachelor, so I don't know the Bachelor success rate. I don't think it's very high. I think I there's. I don't think any of them are together. I feel like Survivor has had a better yeah. rate, and they don't even Probably. not even a romantic show. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. They went um, through it together. Wait. So do you watch the Bachelor at all? Like, do you- not even not even once. No, me either. Not once. I think, well, actually, maybe I tried once and I was like, this isn't. Back when it, like, started. Like, yes. A, I mean, right. There's a cognitive dissonance that I feel that it comes with, like, watching a dating show now. I can't do it. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, right. I don't enjoy it the same way. It's very weird. It's just an outdated that? genre that I can't believe it's still going on. Yes. Cool. And, and that people are actively trying to revive, like, in terms of the New York, like, the. Ugh, they did a gay one. Which was it is like gross. I was like, why do why is why do we need this show? That's right, why? they did. They just did it like a, maybe two years, three years ago. I'm like, That's this right. genre is already dead. Why are we doing this? Why don't we make? Are you? Why don't you do like a scripted television show instead, Logo? That's they could have. They had an opportunity and they squandered it. <laughs> the only reason why I ask is because I'm curious if the whole "Are you just here for TV?" discussion comes up as frequently as it does on this show. But if anybody mm. out there who listens to this watches The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, please let us know if this is a recurring theme because I have no idea. Uh-huh. And Corey, do you agree that he kept, or with the fact that he kept delicious, or do you think he should have went to New York? No, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Watching it over again, it just felt like so um fake <laughs> so it's hard for me yeah. to even like weigh these things like i just felt like him in new york were just do, literally doing improv scenes they both walk away yes i would have loved for them considering both seasons they go to the finale and they're like oh we're not together i wish yeah. that they did like a next you know what at the end of next if you oh could turn God. them down and take the money. Yes. <laughs> like, I wish there was one where one either Hoops or Delicious was like, actually, bye, and walked away. That would have been fierce. Yeah, that would be right. Well, I think that I forgot. Well, I guess we'll see next week that why Delicious and him end up saying that they called it off, why they end up telling the audience why they called it off. But I know that Hoops' thing was like, oh, it turns out, actually, we like, didn't have a lot in common. And it's like, who would have thunk? <laughs> Like, right. crazy how that works out. But, yeah. So I just realized I, recently that What's Her Name was still, like, on, like, on, like, Love and Hip Hop. Oh, yeah. Bucky? Bucky. Yeah, Bucky yeah. is, like, still a star. Who knew? And I just learned that uh, Flame's daughter is on Growing Up Hip Hop, which I think is on me. I'm not sure. It's, it's TLC. 
it's Bow Wow and one of uh, the Simmons girls uh, and a couple other people, but I swear to God, I just saw somebody tweet the other day that Blake's daughter is on there, and whoever was tweeting about it was convinced that she bleaches her skin. Ooh. So, yikes. But, I mean, they were like, but whoever was tweeting this was like, I'm not surprised given, like, her father's proclivity to, like, light-skinned women and white women that, hmm. like, you know, that that's how it ultimately ends up. Anywho, thank you so much, Corey. This was so much fun. Yes, thank you very much. I fun, but also kind of like this episode was kind of depressing. So it was <laughs> thank funny. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Uh, do you have any plugs that you want to plug? Um, everyone, go check Cinema Blend for movie and TV news. Um, I do video content there and occasional podcasting. So like subscribe to all of Cinema Blend's things. I suppose would be lovely. Uh, and then I'm Corey Chikazola on Twitter. Uh, Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, C-H-I, C-H-I again, Z as in zebra, O-L-A. Yes, I was going to say, that sounds like somebody who's had to spell it a time or two, for sure. Yeah, once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, our plugs, you can find us. I am at Sonia Marie Says. I am at Mr. Feeney 519. And you can find the show at at Rewind the Love on Twitter and Instagram. Rewind the Love on Facebook. You would think, how many? You would know by now, how yeah. How many episodes have we done? And I still don't know how to do our own plug. Yes. So, Rewind the Love podcast on Facebook, at Rewind Love Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Thank you again, Corey. This yes. Was a dream. Then, uh, yeah. everyone, you know what time it is. Corey, you will always get a clock from us. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you once again to everyone for listening. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, spread the word. Uh, we got what reunion coming up, and then we're ready to yeah, tackle I love, I love New York. Reunion, and then I love New York. Yeah. Ready to make fun of some garbage men? Yes. Big yes, things. Yes, we're excited. Yes. Okay. Bye. Yes. Bye.